This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Post Game Show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post Game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Tuesday, everybody, and we welcome you into the year of 2023 for Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks. That's I'm right. Ellis. Uh, yeah, we are in 2023, and as always, we do appreciate uh, you hanging out with us. Haven't seen you guys Tuesday. since last year. That's right. It's been, <laughs> it's been so long. Um, but we're happy to be back with you, and, you know, and, and obviously today takes a bit of a different tone here. Uh, on the show, on the channel, if you are a fan of sports, if you are a fan of, uh, if you're just you're just a human being, um, because what took place last night in Cincinnati was a very, very scary moment. And uh, Demir Hamlin is a player for the uh, for the Buffalo Bills. He was involved in a collision. He attempted to get up. Uh, he went back down. It was apparent right away that it was very serious uh, to the point where. Medical professionals uh, took the field, administered CPR, um, received oxygen. They transported him out of the stadium quickly. Uh, fortunately, that hospital was very close, guys. Um, he got to the hospital, and we don't have any kind of update as to where things are right now. His family put out a statement moments ago saying, quote, on behalf of our family, we want to express our sincere gratitude for the love and support shown to DeMar, DeMar during this challenging time. We're deeply moved by prayers, kind words, and donations from fans around the country. We also want to acknowledge the dedicated first responders and healthcare professionals at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center who have provided exceptional care to DeMar. We feel so blessed to be part of the Buffalo Bills organization and their support. We also want to thank Coach Taylor and the Bengals for everything they've done. Your generosity and compassion mean the world to us. Please keep DeMar in your prayers. We will release updates as soon as we have them. Thank you, Hamlin family all right guys so um you know there's no medical update there however there that is a statement from the family right there um <clears throat> you know i i think the first word that comes to mind for me is perspective you know when it comes to to everything that we're talking about here like we make our living talking about sports right barrett you made a living playing sports for a long time but you, you know and we take it very seriously and we like to have fun and we like to joke at times with it but you know we get worked up when our teams lose and and win and when players don't play well, we get all over them and, and those kind of things. And we're always talking about warriors and toughness and these guys are soldiers and all this other stuff. But, you know, when you see something like this, 
I don't know, humbling. It, it just really, it, it, it took your breath away. I had a hard time sleeping last night. I don't know about you guys, but I don't want to take up uh, all the air here. Uh, I'll, I'll start with you guys, Derek, get your initial impressions on what you saw last night. Initially when it happened, I'm thinking, okay, um, when he fell, I'm thinking he got the wind knocked out of him because when you look at the replay, you know, T Higgins put his shoulder pads in his chest. I'm thinking maybe the wind knocked out of him, maybe a concussion. You know, how many times have we seen concussed players get up and all of a sudden start wobbling and fall back? Yep. But it wasn't too long after that you could tell when you they, they showed shots of players crying, heads burying into teammates' shoulders, hands over faces, uh, that it was something more serious serious than that. And the fact that he'd laid there that long. And then when you heard that initially they put him on the stretcher, they lifted him up and had to immediately put it back down again. And then that's when you knew it was a lot more serious uh, than just, just your normal injury. Um, I, 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 I'm sitting here today and I'm still thinking, how do, how do the, the players ever erase that from their mind? They saw a teammate, a brother, a friend lay there and one point was basically dead or dying. You know, you, you're used to seeing players, you know, you know Barry can attest to this, as players, you're used to seeing broken bones. You're used to seeing players concussed, bleeding. But this is a whole nother level that, that I don't know if players will ever be able to erase this from their minds, you know. Um, and the other thing that really got, ju jumped out and touched me was the fact that you guys know how I feel about social media and, and, and stuff like that, but I was so impressed and it just did my heart glad to see so many people blow up social media, offering prayers uh, and well wishes and sentiments. And then they talked about his foundation, which was trying to raise toys for the Buffalo and, and, and uh, his hometown Pittsburgh areas. That was around $2,000. As we sit here now, it's approaching $4 million, you know, um, there's a lot of good people in the world out there, and that really showed its true face uh, last night and throughout the course of today. Yeah, Barrett, your thoughts? I mean, obviously, you played the game. Uh, you've you've seen guys go down in scary situations. I've never quite seen this kind of thing. Um, but as someone who laid their, I, you know, frankly, laid their life on the line to do this, um, you see something like that from a from from a fellow fellow player um, had to be it, a it, moment. It was definitely tough, you know, for me, you know, because, I mean, I played 12 years, um, even so far as, you know, playing high school football to college football to playing in the NFL. Man, that's a lot of years yeah. in which I took the bumps and bruises and everything that, that comes with playing sports, that comes with playing football. It's a gladiator sport, yes, and we we um, we signed up for this. We understand the consequences and repercussions that come with this. Um, I've seen, you know, guys hit the ground awkward or, you know, and, and – stay most, you know, sit motionless on the field, but it was never a sense that, you know, while I was playing that, all right, they were, you know, they're, they're not going to get up or, or there was never a sense that, oh man, you know, he might be paralyzed, you know? So, I mean, that sometimes crossed our mind, but this is the first real time that I've seen a guy go down and I didn't know if he was going to live. I mean, was he on the field? I didn't know if he was alive I didn't know what was going on, you know, and I've never had that sense of, you know, there's somebody on the field that might not be living. Mm. And that's what really took me to another place. We play a, we play a game, we play a sport and we always say stuff like, you know, this is, you know, this is life or death out here and all those type of things. But to really have a sense that, you know, this guy's life 
was on the line like that, you know, it, it was it was really really hard on me, you know, knowing because I mean I have a I have a I have a 25 year old son. This kid is 24 years old. Mm-hmm. So it really put things in perspective for me because it never has really been life or death while playing this game. Yes, we talked about you know being paralyzed, but never life and death. Mm-hmm. Never a sense that you know somebody could lose their life. You know, I, I was around the same. I, I played around the same time. Corey Stringer, me and him got drafted around the same time. Corey Stringer passed away in practice, but he passed away from heat exhaustion and and and, and you know the stuff that you know just being mm-hmm. a big guy and you know trying to lose weight. You know, there was, was a lot of factors involved with it. But this was out there on a routine play. It was routine. It was nothing violent, really. To uh, to me, it wasn't anything really violent that would dictate that this kid's life would be on the line like that. And it, it you know, it, it 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 put me in a place, man. That you know, I was like, man. I mean, you know, what the hell was I thinking playing this sport? Yeah. I mean, I actually went to that level of concern uh, for this kid. You know, I mean, like I I played with Ryan Clark and Clark in two places. I played with him with the Giants when he was a rookie. And then I played with him with the Steelers my last year in the organization. And, you know, he talked about how, you know, I had retired, but he talked about the next year, how he went up and played in, in with the Broncos. He had sickle cell. He went to play the Broncos up in mile high and had a sickle cell reaction and how, you know, his organs had shut down and, you know, he almost died and, you know, how players came in praying for him and crying for him, you know, those are the senses that, you know, you, 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 in, in events that you tend not to think about, you don't want to think about because you want to still play this game at a high level, man. But yep. it's still a game. And to think that this kid's life was on the line, it's still on the line right now. He's still in critical condition. This is tough for me, man. It's really tough for me. I, I think you question everything, especially when it comes to football. I mean, you know, there's this play, and granted, this is, thank God, you know, somewhat of an isolated incident, but there's so many issues with head injuries. That it really makes you like I, I I sat there last night thinking about everything. Like, should I really keep following this sport? I, I mean, I, I you just you, you start to there's so many things that are running through your head. Is it worth it? You know, in, in the long run, and we love the sport. We love it. So many things about it, but but there's the the injury factor is so scary. And I know this was different. It wasn't you know exactly what we're we're talking about with some of the stuff that we see with you know we see with Tua this year and, and how players are so affected later in life. But you just wonder, is it all worth it, man, uh, for our entertainment? You know, and I know, you know, like I said, we all, to an extent, make a living off of it. But it really makes you question everything about about it. Think about how many times we've seen a ball carrier lower his pads or helmet and plant it in an opposing player's chest. And the first thing you're thinking is, okay, he just freight trained that individual because the individual gets up and continues to play. One of the most famous and iconic plays to to relate to that, go back to 1978. You see it all the time. The Earl Campbell play where he puts his head right in the, into the chest of Isaiah Robertson and just kept going. But Robertson got up and we see that time and time again. Think about the Joe Theismann injury we saw where he broke his leg and he replayed it over and over again. Think about some of the plays we've seen where a player's foot is turned the other way. Dak Prescott, when he dislocated his foot, foot was turned the other way. We've seen all those type of injuries and we talk about it but as a wild factor, but we keep going on because there was never the possibility of death associated with it. But this takes your perspective to a whole nother, another stratosphere. And, and like I said initially, how does his teammates get this out of their mind? Because they still have to consider 
what do you do about the game? The game is secondary. The game means nothing, but eventually they're going to go on and play the game, continue the game, or, or maybe just wipe the slate clean and move on, which also affects both teams in, in seeding. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's the last thing you think about, but that's going to happen at some point. And how are these players retake the field? What are the mindsets going to be? Um, you know, even if even if this kid a week from now he's still in critical condition, right. and his teammates find this out, they've got to go out there at some point and, and do their jobs again. And you wonder, can they do their jobs wholeheartedly, knowing that one of their brothers, a teammate, is still in critical condition? Yeah, I mean yeah. that's that's. You're right, Derek. They were traumatized. You, oh, you, you know, you saw the reaction. You saw Stephon Diggs. You saw Josh Allen. You saw the Bengals players. It wasn't just Bills players. You saw Sean McDermott, who I know, you know, Derek, you know extremely well. Um, it, it was yeah. – you just felt awful for these guys. And you say to yourself, first of all, yeah, how, how the heck are they going to play a game that night? I mean, this is before the game was canceled. They canceled about an hour and 15 minutes – or an hour and five minutes later. But then you start thinking – I think we can play next week. Are they going to be able to go out there and put their bodies on the line, you know, going forward here? And how does this impact them big picture here in the playoffs? And like, can these guys continue to play football? And how could you fault a guy who said, I'm sorry, my heart's not in it, man. Yeah, I can't go the exactly. rest of this year. Exactly. Like, I, I, would that surprise me? It wouldn't surprise me one bit. And I wouldn't blame any one of them if they just said, I I'm out. Like, I just can't do this right now. Like, how could you fault them? <sighs> Bro, it's it's you know I've I've been on the field. Um, the injury that 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 caused me to retire was I um I was I was actually you know the game before the season started, you know a preseason game, and we ran it was nothing but a fifteen lead, and I just went up I double teamed with my center, went up to the backer hit the backer and as I was bending him down like this about to flat back him, um, Deucey comes and hits me from the back and my knee hit the ground. And when my knee hit ground, I ripped my quad muscle all the way off of my patella tendon. And, you know, I don't know if you guys seen somebody's bicep roll up. Well, my knee rolled up, my, uh, my uh, bicep, I mean, my uh, tricep muscle rolled up on, you know, my quad muscle, rather. My yep. quad muscle rolled up in my in my, uh, in my my leg. So when the doc came out on the field, like when I tried to get up, I felt it tighten up, but I felt it tighten up up next to, you know, where my, my waist was. I'm like, oh, oh, what is that? You know, because it didn't hurt at first when it hit. It felt like a pow. Initially, it hurt, like, for one second. Then after that, it didn't hurt. Hmm. And my whole muscle had rolled up. My quad muscle rolled up. And you could, you know, it wasn't like, you know, there was no muscle there. So <clears throat> if you pull my pants leg up, you could see where my skin had folded over, like, where my bone was, where oh. the quad was supposed to be at. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, you know, you couldn't see any blood or anything. It was nothing like that. But you could just see where I didn't have bone. The skin was just over my muscle. I mean, over my mm -hmm. bone right there. And he looked at me and said, man, oh, it's you, poor child. I said, what do you mean it's you, poor child? He said, well, somebody half your size and half your age couldn't come back from this. You'll be fine because you got that that medical thing, that nursing thing. Don't you? I'm like, yes. He said, yeah, you, you, you can't play. You can't come back from this, man. I understand. Wow. You, know, oh. you want to, but this is this is this is something that, you know, this is. This, is uh you know it's, it's tough on a player so yep. i mean it made a lot of players retire it made you know greg lloyd former you That's know right. linebacker for, for the uh, yeah. steelers made him retire from the same thing so um i know what it is to sit on that field and understand that your season is over with but this kid didn't even get a chance to do that he didn't even get to say his goodbyes on the football field 
Yeah. He had a heart attack. He was instantly out and has not been up since. Has not came to, you know, to you know, to consciousness yet. Yeah. You know, he's in a coma right now. Um, this is scary, man. I mean, football is is football. You know, we love yeah. the sport. We love being in the sport. I mean, I love playing the sport. But these are also the consequences of playing the sport that we love. Yeah, violent sport. Yeah, I mean, um, look, I, I think, you know, when when tragedy hits and 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 moments like this, you know, there there are. You look to the positives and what you can what you can glean out of this. I give the first responders a lot of credit. They were out there ASAP. They knew what they had to do. They got the young man out of there. Now I don't. We have no idea how this is going to turn out, but they did everything they could to put to to, to do the best they could in a situation that was the worst kind of situation. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently, the people at the hospital are doing an amazing job. Um, you know, I, I think the the teams themselves. I really believe the teams and the coaches decided. No matter what's coming down from upstairs, we're not playing this game. That was in the best interest of everybody. Like they, they, they did the right thing. I will say this too. I thought the broadcast, uh, the ESPN broadcast with Joe Buck and Aikman and Lisa Salters also, who was so eloquent. Uh, I thought when they tossed it back to the studio with Susie Culber and Schefter and Booger McFarland, they yeah. were phenomenal. I and agree. I, I must have watched two hours of Scott Van Pelt and, and yep. a lot of it with Ryan Clark. When there's no script, man, and you're just sitting there, and this has never happened before. It's not like you had anything to lean back on. Like, oh, you remember yeah. time when this happened? No. Yeah. And to do what they did uh, was nothing short of, of unbelievable, and it was it was a it was amazing. And I'm I'm in awe of what a great job they did. So I'm just trying to glean any kind of positives out of this. It's not easy. It's hard, but those they did an incredible job. You know, a lot of times people think what we do in this industry is so easy because we just sit here and talk about sports, but every now and then we're throwing these curveballs on topics that we don't have research for. We don't have prepared scripts for, and you just have to wing it from experience and just personal reference. And you're right, Rob. I thought the ESPN crew uh, from start to finish, everybody involved did an incredible job of, of heartfelt feelings and, and relating it to personal Ryan Clark's story, you know, I didn't even know his story about how close he came to death um, because he is sick of cell anemia. Um, And Mike, you know, Mike Tomlin told him, you you know, you're not playing. You know, he, what did he assemble a team of medical experts and his wife and beg Mike Tomlin to let him play a game in Denver. And Mike Tomlin told everybody, what, get out of my office. Mm -hmm. You know, if you were my son, you would not be playing that game. You're not playing, you know, and, you know, when, when you listen to the Booger McFarlands and, and the stuff that they've gone through and they've seen and the Barrett Brooks, the stuff they've gone through and they've seen, um, you know, it, it, it just, it just puts a whole new light on what we can these warriors, these gladiators that we adore, you know, week in and week out, we live vicariously through our individual heroes on the football field and our teams. Um, and even when players are hurt, well, it's the next man up mentality. Well, this is not about the next man up mentality. This is about an individual who is now being prayed for by millions of people, not just across this country, but across, across the globe that, that watched this game last night. You know, and it just it just impresses me how people come together in a situation like this. You don't have to be a fan of the Buffalo Bills or this young man. You're a fan of human life, you know, more so than anything else. Yeah, and I, I will say, you know, you, you do find the good in people here uh, in a lot of ways. Yes. So he had a foundation called Chasing M's, 
the Chasing M's Foundation, which raises money for toy drives for underserved kids. Um, it's raised over $3 million, and a lot of that has continued to grow. Yeah, it's um, close to $4 million now. It's now close to four since, yep. since la- you know, you know, however many hours that was last night right. uh, when he got hurt. So it, it's people trying to do for them. Yes, you have rogue knuckleheads. We That's just life. But for the most part, you know, people are trying to do right by this, you know, young man and his family. And, and you know, so there's a lot of hopefully there's some good that will come out of this. We don't know anything in terms of an update. The family hasn't put out a statement regarding the update, just basically thanking everybody for where things are. I don't know where the league goes from here. I don't know where these teams go from here. I don't know what you do with this game. Frankly, I don't know how you put these two teams back on that same field where this went down. Um, I don't know, you know, uh, and this is where Roger Goodell's got some really, and, and Troy Vincent and everybody else involved in these kind of decisions, the NFLPA have some really hard and long hours ahead of them because here's the problem, Derek, and you pointed this out. Yeah. We don't know what the status is of, of, you know, uh, of Demir right now. We don't know yeah. where things are with him, um, mm-hmm. Demar, excuse me, uh, where he is right now. And, you know, until he's stable, you're taking any kind of risk, just sort of moving forward. But I don't know what else you do here. Like it's, it's a, I, I'm not, I don't envy anybody involved here, you know, and, and I'm not trying to be cold pointing at the game part of it. I'm just saying that that's a piece right. of this thing. Obviously his health is first, but I don't know where you go from here. If you're the league. It, it, eventually, the league will resume. It, it's going to resume. But what if this young man is still considered critical condition a week from today? Okay? Yeah. It's still etched in the minds of all those players who stood there and, and, and saw their brother, their fallen teammate, administered, you know, CPR on the field. And you have to you have to put your, your focus back on your job at hand? Um. Yep. I don't know how you're going to do I don't know how you do it. And no matter what the league decides, and you're right, Rob, it's, it's Roger Goodell, it's Troy Vincent, it's the NFLPA. Whatever they decide, eventually they're going to decide to resume play. I mean, you know, and, and that, that's not a fault. I mean, that's that's the nature of bi- any business you do. You shut it down for a while, but you're going to resume business eventually. Yep. So they're going to take heat for this no matter what. But are you going to push the playoffs back now? I mean, because – do they have to play this game? Do they have to continue this game? Do you pick it up like a baseball game? Do you, do you continue this game from where it was? Uh, I know? think, yeah, I think everything's on the table, Derek. Um, it, I, you know, the the only really wiggle room you have to play with is that bye week between the championship games and the Super Bowl, which you could push everything back to um, if you had to do this. But I, I don't know. I mean, you know, in the, in the, this is all again, secondary, but there were a lot of like standings kind of things on the line. The one seed was on the line seed yep. and all that. Yep. That's all very real, yeah. you know, from yeah. a, from a practical standpoint for the league, but you're just in such a holding pattern right now that you just don't know. You don't know what well, the, the, the league must go on. The league will go yeah. on. You can oh, yeah. believe that, you know, it's, it's, it's a billion dollar corporation. So they'll, you know, they're, they're going to make it happen. But I, I love the fact that, all these caring people in this world, it wasn't just football fans. It's fans of just, just, you know, humanity in general yep. that are, that are, you know, taking notice to this and asking, sending prayers up and everything else. Them prayers work, man. And I love the fact that, you know, it's, it's bringing uh, communities together, you know, people that wouldn't necessarily agree upon anything or be um, focused on, you know, common goals or have a common goal right now that they're trying to strive towards. I love the fact that people are, are doing that. 
this is a violent game. And we, you know, this, this, this kid, his entire life worked towards getting to this point in his life. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So don't get it twisted. It's not like we don't understand these consequences. We understand that, you know, every time we, every, every play, they said every play that an offensive lineman, defensive linebacker, lineman and linebackers and running backs are in is equivalent to a 20 mile an hour car wreck. So you're hitting, you're, you're basically putting your body through something that human, human body is not meant to do. You know, the human body is barely meant to walk upright, let alone run at up to 20 miles an hour and, 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 you know, being hit by people coming at you probably the same speed or, and, you know, guys that are 300 pounds hitting each other with the force of a, of a car wreck. You know what I mean? It's, your body's going to take a toll. I am in the process right now going through the same thing, you know, and, and it's almost like, you know, I, I mean, I can't complain on it. Cause I mean, I, I voted on this, on these same, uh, the same things that, you know, these NFL players are playing on now, but there's no lifetime health care for NFL football players. No. Yeah. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Contracts aren't guaranteed. There's no life. Yeah. Right now, me and Big Seals have to pay our own insurance. You know, and I know everybody pays insurance. You know, that's what everybody does. But, I mean, they're not playing football either. You know what I'm saying? But there are worse jobs than even football, you know, that, that people do mm-hmm. that, you know, don't, don't, you know, have the same thing. So, yeah, you know, I'm crying about it right now. But, you know, this is life. You. This is life. And look, go ahead, Derek. I'm sorry. I I equate this to a similar incident. This was before the advent of social media. Go back to the 1998 hockey playoffs. Chris Pronger, St. Louis Blues, takes a puck to the chest, just to the left of his heart in a game in Detroit. He gets up, skates for a few seconds, boom, face down on the ice. And they said he lost consciousness for about 30 seconds. Now, from what we know, his heart never stopped, but he had cardiac arrhythmia. He was on the ice for 10 minutes, you know, and he got through that. You oh. think about the Hank Gathers, you know, situation, you know. Awful. We saw that. That was live on TV. We saw that, you know. Um, and that was, again, before the advent of social media. Um, it's, it's one of these fluke things that you can't prepare for until they actually happen. Yeah. And, and then, you know, you start reflecting on scenarios you've seen either from afar or firsthand. Um, and, and it, you know, it, it directly affected two teams last night who were there to witnesses. Think about the hundreds and thousands of players sitting at home watching this. You know, some of them went to school with him at Pitt. Some of them played against him. Some of them might have went to combine with him, got to know him, so on and so forth, things like that. Um, so this is going to be etched in the minds of a lot of Warriors that will have to step on that football field this weekend yep. and play their jobs to the fullest, you know, and, and I, and I can't emphasize enough. We've seen so many instances where players have taken direct shots to the chest and it was nothing. They got up and they kept playing, but yet there's one, one time, you know, it, it stopped the world because of the prolonged nature of it. And then we were waiting and wondering, is the concussion, is the spinal damage? And then all of a sudden it comes out, He's administered CPR, and you're thinking, oh, my goodness. Now you see why these guys are crying on the field. They're looking at a teammate who who could have possibly died on the field. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, it, you you don't forget that stuff, man. It, you know, and it, it's going to affect how you play the game moving forward. And, and you're always taught as a player from, from Pop Warner League and, and high school and college, hey, don't play hap, haphazard because that's how you get hurt. Don't just go through the motions because that's how you get hurt. Yeah. But some of these players, man, I, I, K 
Can they give full effort based on what they've watched firsthand or from afar moving forward? That's that's a tough. That's tough. It is tough. Uh, it is. It, tough. It, it, it's it's tough, but you be you know you're forced with the realization of what this sport is, and and, yeah. and yeah. you know what this sport really is. This is a billion dollar corporation. You know, it's 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 it's, it's a non for profit, but very profitable. Um, it's 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 one of the you know, highest uh, grossing. Um, this will probably this game, this Monday night game would have probably been the highest grossing Monday night game right. in the past ten years. Yeah, that's how big of an effect this game was uh, to the NFL, and you know, it, it it meant nothing to anybody at that point. That for those, especially for those ten minutes uh, on the field, that you know, when they when it happened, those ten minutes afterward. That whole situation meant nothing. The whole the, the whole monetary thing, it meant nothing to not one soul on a football field or the viewers looking at the game, the announcers and everybody else. Everybody was focused on um those first responders doing their job and 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 I mean I gotta take my hat off to them, you know, the 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 coaching um staff getting the, you know, their their medical um team out there and save that young man's life and you know he's still fighting for his life but they gave him a chance they gave him a shot you know and i you know my i take my hat i tip my hat to them man they 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 did a hell of a job at least getting this man young man in position to you know to keep living yep. you know what I'm saying? and thank yeah. goodness the hospital was only two miles away from the state right right and and thank goodness you know people kept saying why are they taking so long you know as you guys one of you guys mentioned off the top of the show what if they had announced immediately that the game was canceled and, they, and their first responders and, and the EMTs are trying to get him out of there? Can you imagine the log jam of trying to get him out of there? Yeah. You know, with the, with every exit blocked, you know, so so kudos. I mean, you know, they, people want to chastise uh, decision makers for waiting as long as they did. But, you know, that am- ambulance needed a clear path to get out of there as quick as possible. We've all been in stadiums. We know what it's like to be caught in a log jam trying to get out of a stadium after a game. I mean, sometimes it's taking me over an hour just to get 50 feet yeah. right. you know, trying to get right. out of a, fl- face, uh, a place. Imagine them trying to get this young man who's on the brink of death out of there in a short amount of time just to get to a hospital two minutes, two miles yeah. down the road. There's a lot to consider here with these decisions that are being made, you know, and they're, they're trying not to be haphazard about it. And I uh, think Mr. Pacanelli, hold on, Mr. Pacanelli, uh, Sean Bailey, I don't give a damn if you think this is boring or not, but one of my brothers on the football field uh, almost passed away. So you can go to some other station or whatever you want to call it, and 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 go listen to somebody else. I could give I a agree. damn about what you're talking about right now. I agree. You know, yeah, you don't have to be here. No, you you're don't. that insensitive to what is is going on with this situation across the country. Then you need to find something else to do at this point because you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. No question. You know, that's man, one of my man. brothers, man. He played. Yeah. He played on the football field. I mean, this could have happened to me. This yeah. could have happened to my son playing football. This this is something that's very serious to me, man. This is this is, you know, I. In my entire life, I wanted to play football. This young man spent his entire life from the first time he got picked up a football to now is is, is is all being, you know, taken away from him. So, man, this is serious, man. This is a very serious topic. Yeah, it's about somebody's but, life, man. Yeah, it, right, it's right. not about X's and O's. And, yeah, we, throughout the course of the show today, are we going to talk about X's and O's and the Eagles? Yes, we are going to we'll do that. We'll get into that. Yeah, we'll get into that. But right but, now, this is – 
This yeah. is more important than talking this about is bigger than anything else. Damn football mm-hmm. being thrown around. Yeah, my my son, my son uh, suffered a concussion playing high school football, and it affected him emotionally for a couple of years after the fact. Not days, not, not weeks, not, not months. Not a couple of years, he rode that proverbial emotional roller coaster, man, highs and lows, and and and, and had to go through a lot of stuff. We went yep. through a lot of stuff with him, you know, um, before that, man. So. You know what? This this hits home in a, in a lot of ways, man. And you think and you're thinking, um, man, what if that was 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 your son out there, your brother out there? You know, um, you he know, had a heart attack, man. Yeah, they, man. they showed video attack, of him going over to his mother. His mother, thank God, his, you know, his mom. Well, I know it had to be traumatic for her to see it, but at least she was there to, you know, not watching all this on TV. But my point is, is he went over to his mother and his family before the game, gave them a big hug on the sideline. And you're just thinking to yourself, man, like, just think about an hour later what happened to this to this person, right? And the and the 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 trauma that not only and, and pray to God that he comes through this thing, but what that his poor mother had to watch this unfold and, the, and his other family members, you know, and what that what that feels like. It 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 goes beyond sports and whoever won or lost the game you, you know this is about somebody's life and 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 the impact that it had not only on, will have on him and his family but every one of those guys who was out there i mean think about t higgins who, who's the guy who was in the collision with him right exactly. and, you know how how must he be feeling today and how how is he you know next time he goes over the middle to to run a pattern like you know is your heart really going to be in catching the football like I, <laughs> I, I, these are all the, there's just a stream of conscious that goes through your head when you see something like that. It was just really sad, man. Really well, sad. yeah, well, really you tough. know, really tough, I, I, I'm going through stuff right now, you know, with, with the NFL and, um, you know, just about, you know, with the CTE situation where I, I make sure that I get checked every single year uh, to have a baseline on where I am and, you know, how my brain is functioning, you know, even my body. I mean, I could probably, I could, I could actually draw, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, you know, when you, you, your body is in such a bad shape, I'm, I'm, I'm my disability rating right now. I, it was 87, 10 years ago. It's right now a hundred percent, man. You know what I'm saying? They, they say I'm a hundred percent disabled. I mean, I feel like it'll look like it, but when they take pictures, when they go on ultrasound, when they take, you know, mm. all these, you know, these scans of my body, man, I'm, they like, man, I don't see how you're not hurting worse than what you are. And I mm. think it's more so the tolerance that my body have you know that has at this point is why i keep going you know what i'm saying we I mean, we did a lot man but would i do it again i absolutely will that's why you don't hear me bitching and complaining about it yeah would i do it again yes i will you know the love of the game is there the love of the game for the sport that me and this young man chose to do it's there yeah absolutely well said well said all right so mm-hmm. um let me What's just wrong really with JB, man? He said you're gonna say White Castles is probably why it feels this way. Now, and look, we will. Here's what we, we like: we always do every day, right? We we know people are dealing with a lot of stuff in their life all the time. You know, it could be through work, it could be through family, it could be through health, whatever. We do try to provide a distraction for you. We try to give you three hours where you where you're not thinking about it all the time, right? So one of the things we get, yeah, hopefully, we'll, we're going to laugh today. Hopefully, we're gonna we're gonna you know, get worked up about football, get worked yeah, we up. We got about great guys. JB's a great guy, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of like, tons of good people, you know, in, yeah. in general. So what like I said, if we get any kind of updates about DeMar Hamlin, we will pass that along. ASAP. Um and that will take priority over everything else. But you know, we will also talk about the Eagles. It was not a great weekend if you know and you know this you feel trivial doing this, but it was not a great weekend for them. 
Uh, it has been a great couple of weeks for them. So we will discuss the Eagles. We'll let you know, you know, how things look from a schedule standpoint and all those kind of things. And offensively, defensively, coaching, you know, everything that kind of went down and, and, and how it looked and, you know, they they put they put themselves in a bit of predicament here. So we will get into that as well. So we'll cover all of that. Don't worry. Uh, but we will continue to talk about Tamar Hamlet as well. That is priority one for sure. And what went down last night. Um, so we'll do the best we can today, man. And we'll, we'll all get through it together. I think that's the, that's the best way to put mm. it. We got each other's backs. So Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, uh, I am Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Um, all right, let me tell you about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group. Uh, I can tell you from personal experience that it's it. I had a hard time finding someone that I could trust with my finances and you know, trying to save for the future. And I found the right person with Jim. And whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, if you have a small business, you may need help setting up your employee benefits, that's another resource that Jim can help you with. I know personally, I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollovers with Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. You will be as well. Give him a call, 610-996-4751, 610-996-4751. You could also email him as well, murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's murray dot Jim at principal.com. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero Down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your social security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their social security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today.
post-game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post-game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. We're back, Sports State, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, and uh, hanging out with you on this uh, January 3rd of 2023. Hope everybody had a great new year. Hope, hope you rang it in in style. And thanks for hanging out with us as we head into 2023 here. Uh, so, a couple of things. I, I, let me just, last thing I'm going to say, um, at least for right now, on, uh, on the situation that we've been talking about from last night. We don't know what happened. Like, we don't know what the diagnosis is. We don't know what any any of those kind of things, because there hasn't been any reports from the hospital, the, the, the care, people giving him care or his family. I know a lot of people are assuming things, but we just don't know what it is. I see a lot of the people in the chat section already have him diagnosed. We don't know what it is right now. So I, I just think it's a, it's a little bit, you know, let, let's just see before we have any idea, you know, kind of where things are right now. But anyway, um, as I mentioned, we will uh, we will continue to uh, to monitor this, and if we get any kind of updates, we will pass them along ASAP. I promise you. All right, um, the Eagles did not have a great weekend, guys. It, it, obviously, everything is, is kind of secondary to to the young man's health. But if we're going to just switch gears here a little bit and uh, talk about the Eagles, it was a really disappointing effort. I guess is the best way that I can put it. Um, I felt like they were unprepared, and I, I haven't often said that with Nick Sirianni. Um, I felt I thought the game plan, especially in the offensive side, was horrendous. Thought the execution was horrendous. Uh, they deserved every bit of that loss. And I'm trying to figure out when you still had the number one seed on the line, how you come out and play that way, how you prepare that way. Um, I'll start with this, guys. The it, it felt like an offensive game plan that you would have run for Jalen Hurts. Um, and I'm not really sure why that's the case when Gardner Minshew clearly isn't Jalen Hurts, but. Let's talk a little bit about an offense that um, didn't get their first first down until 12 seconds left in the first half, only ran 17 plays in the first half, were out gained 247 to 61 in the first half, who were outpossessed by almost a full quarter, who, you know, the, the other team had 13 more plays than you did. Uh, what the heck happened here offensively? How do you come out throwing the football the first two plays of the game when you're playing a defense that's giving up 132 yards on the ground, if you want to settle your quarterback in, you run the ball. You have been running over people all season long. How do you come out? In the first two plays, your quarterback gets sacked. Okay? We wonder, and I've said this time and time again, Jack Driscoll to me is a better offensive lineman moving forward than he is stepping back to set up. He's a much better run blocker than he is a pass blocker. I don't know. Why in the world would you play right into the hands of, of, of the Saints defense? And what did I tell you guys last Thursday and Friday? Do not underestimate the Saints defense. I've seen him play four or five times this year. The offense has been a problem for the Saints, not the defense. And then when it was announced when Marshawn Lattimore was coming back, he hadn't played since October 9th, and he's coming back, Marshawn, Lynch, Marshawn Lattimore sets the back end of that defense. And he came out, and they challenged these Eagles receivers. They challenged them. 
And they, they did exactly the same thing Chicago and Dallas did. They stack man at the line of scrimmage to try to take away the run. I don't know what people are looking at in game plans now that makes them believe they can challenge these Eagles receivers one-on-one. But the last two games, it has worked for them in a lot of ways. And I don't understand how you play right into the hand of this defense in your backyard knowing that you need just one win to wrap up the number one seed. And lo and behold, because of your inept game plan and your inability to adjust on the fly – it cost you for the second week in a row. And here's the thing. I heard Nick Sirianni on WFP's morning show saying, you know, hey, you know, essentially alluding to the fact that, that Miles Sanders is on a pitch count. Well, okay, then run it with Boston Scott or Kenneth Gainwell a little bit more. Keep the defense honest if you're if you're afraid to give Miles Sanders the ball. He had 12 rushes for 61 yards. That's more than five yards per carry when you actually gave him a chance to run the ball. This felt like old school Andy Reid stuff where you yeah, fall in love yeah. with the pass mm-hmm. and you get away from the run. And maybe that's coming from above. I don't know, but that's what it felt like to me. It made no sense. First of all, your line was struggling to protect Minshew in part because Minshew's holding the ball too long. Okay. So it's, it's a combination of things. I understand, but clearly Minshew stunk. So let's not have him throw a lot. Let's try and take some of that load off of him. If he's not exactly lighting it up, he clearly wasn't as dialed in as he was against Dallas. So do something to counter it. Instead of just square peg round hole banging your head into a wall. Why is your thousand yard rusher on a pitch count at this point of a season? Why is he on a pitch count? He's got I mean, a brace on the knee, but he's out there. So is he good or is he not? If he's not, if he can't run, get, then he shouldn't be on the field. But obviously, he looked pretty good the second half when he came out the gate running the yeah, ball. More than five yards per carry. Why, why are you? Why are you on a pitch? There's no pitch count at this point of a season. It's all hands it. on deck. You, if you thought teams are going to just roll over for you and give you what you want, you just got – you learned a valuable lesson. I blame this on the coaching staff, the offensive coaching staff, for allowing the Saints to even be in this game because it was quite obvious when they got to 13 points, they were playing not to lose at that point. Yep. They weren't trying to do any heroic things. Bruh, at the end of the day, looking at, looking at what I saw, um, the offensive game plan was totally skewed from – anybody's strength on the offensive side of the ball. Like you said, Jack Driscoll is a better run blocker in his pass, uh, pass blocker. Yes. Uh, you know, the defense is catered to you running the ball against. I think they were ranked like 23rd or 25th as far as stopping yes. the run. Correct. You have what I've, I've heard, what they've said to me is a quarterback that is one of the top play action quarterbacks. Um in the NFL when it comes to play action. But in order to run play action, you got to run the ball to set up play action. The problem is we didn't run an offense that catered to anybody's strengths with the exception of AJ Brown and, uh, and, 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 you know, play Smitty, you know, you, yes, you have two great wide receivers, 2000 yard receivers, but they're great more so because you allow them to go out and run the ball. You right. know what I'm saying? You run the ball, which sets up the deep pass for those guys to be great. We didn't do that, man. I, I For the life of me, I don't understand why you're having running zone reads with Garner Minshew, who was slow as pond water. Mm. I'm faster than him. Even when I, when I first got drafted, I ran a 4-9. Garner Minshew runs a 4-9. I played O-line. He's a quarterback. 
if he can't outrun me, you definitely not run outrun a linebacker or a defensive lineman. So why are we trying to do that? Bumping our head against the wall. Hand the ball off or throw the ball. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it just didn't make sense. This game plan made no sense whatsoever. Whatsoever. And we didn't run the ball. We ran the ball 15 times. Hence why what happened with them, they ran the ball, stuffed the ball down our throat. And the most yeah. demoralizing thing you can do to a defense is run the ball. Because if you can't stop it, in which the Eagles had a problem that first drive stopping it, you can do nothing about it. They chewed up so much clock. We had we ran 47 plays yep. in the entirety of the game. 47 plays. Yep. We've run that in, in, in first half sometimes. 47 uh, plays. Barrett, the most demoralizing the most demoralizing thing I think from this game was was twofold. Number one, this team in your backyard took the opening kickoff and chewed up the first nine minutes of the clock. And you knew the Wildcat was an integral part of the offense. They ran the Wildcat six times on their first drive and punched it down your throat, and you could do nothing about it. And nothing. then you you take that quarterback and you try them with the sneak. You know what? That sneak works so well because you have a quarterback in Jalen Hurts who has lower body strength as second to none among quarterbacks in the National Football League. You tried that mess with Gardner Minshew, and what did they do? Stood him up like a telephone pole. He could go nowhere. You allowed this team to slap you in the face in your own backyard. Yeah. You know what it felt, Derek? It felt like a lazy game plan. It's like, we're going to do what we did with Jalen. Or you took that other team too lightly or whatever. But we're going to plug in the same stuff that we do and and not alter it to the strengths or or the weaknesses, however you want to look at it, of your quarterback. And that, that to me is inexcusable, man. Like, what was the prep during the week? And, and, you know, the, the, we went through this for the last two weeks, this, hey, they're going to be okay, and don't show too much to the Cowboys, or don't yeah. show too much to yeah. the Saints. You might play the Cowboys again in the playoffs. you got to win games, man. Now you're in a situation where it comes down to this last game. And believe me, you do not want to end up that five seed going no, on the road don't. for every game no, and don't. taking on the OG who, who flipped a switch on Sunday and, and, and just went into, like, 15 years nuts. ago Brady beast yeah. mode. You don't want that, okay? You got to win this game now. I said it before the Dallas game. My biggest fear was them going into this Giants game and needing this game. There was significance in this game. And now you got to put your frontline players in a game where you should be resting players who are nicked up. You can't afford not to play them now because Brian Dable has already said, come out and said, hey, even though we can't move position-wide, we're number six seed, we're playing our starters. We got to get ready for the playoffs. They're playing a starter, so what are you going to do? You got to counter punch with your with your starters now, bro. We don't have any choice but to hit our starters. We don't. Yes. We don't, at this point, we can't afford to get anybody else hurt, but we don't have anybody else to play those positions. Period. Anyways, right. So, I mean, really, the reality of the situation is, we got to go out there and play this like this is a, a this is a, a division game, like it is, yeah. like it's a game for the playoff uh, positioning, like it is, and play like we need this game, like we do. So it, it, you know we, we got to keep we got to we got to play at a high level, man. We got yes. and number one, yes. we got to get back into playing Eagles football. Right now, is 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 we're playing as though we never jumped on a football field before. We don't have Eagles caliber football being played right now, and that's the problem. We got to get back to basics. We got to get back to what we do best, and that's playing basic, fundamental, hard nosed football. 
Barrett, let me ask you that that sequence where they had three false starts in one series, and I think they had five altogether for the game. What I mean, isn't that is that concentration? Is it not used to Minshew's cadence? Like what? How does that happen? It's, it's a little bit of both. Like number one, Minshew was kind of Minshew wasn't Minshew. Minshew was kind of screwed up. He was looking screwy out there. He didn't look focused. He didn't look like he was ready to play. And then you know the jumping offside stuff like that's just guys just having a mental lapse. What made this team a great team is their mental toughness and their mental um, – they were mentally into the game. They were strict about making sure they crossed in their T's and dotting their I's. That's what made them a great team. I used to say that stuff so much because that's what they did. They played fundamental football, hit you in the mouth. And I think it got lost in the transition with Jalen Hurts being that guy because he wasn't giving them – he was giving the message. I, 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 I totally admit it. I was I would I would assume that he was giving the message, but he wasn't starting. He wasn't out there playing. So the message probably got diluted a little bit simply because he wasn't playing. Once he gets back on the field and becomes mm-hmm. that starter again and out there playing, I think the message will be more foundational like it was before now. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's hard to, you know, have somebody cheerleading from the sideline. Usually you have to need to have somebody on the field that's out, you know, that that's out there actively producing to have that message be more received uh, by the team. But here's, here's what worries me the most now, Barrett. <clears throat> you lost Josh Sweat on a fluke on a fluke play to a head injury, took taken to a hospital. Now, luckily, he was released from the hospital a few hours later. You don't know what kind of situation he's in. We haven't got an update on that yet, number one. Number two, you got a Giants team coming in here that fully remembers how you embarrassed them in their backyard just a few weeks ago. You don't think they're going to be bowing up for this game? There's going to be all kind of extracurricular stuff in this game. Fluke injuries happen, man. You can't afford. We've lost players at some of the most key positions you can lose. Your Pro Bowl right tackle, one of the best slot corners in the game, and your safety, your number one safety is not back yet. We don't know if he's coming back this week, okay? for a game, And this game has big ramifications still for the Eagles, more so for the Eagles than the Giants, but the Giants because this is a pride thing now, Okay. So if the Eagles can get on top of this team and get the starters out of there by the fourth quarter, I don't expect this game to be a blowout like that first meeting was. No. You think Wink Martindale and, and Brian Dable are not yelling at his players about, okay, hey, do you remember what they did to us a few weeks ago? We're playing to prepare ourselves. We're, ready, we're playing to shock the world. We already shocked the world. We took a four-win team, basically the same nucleus from a year ago, and we won nine games and got in the playoffs. Nobody on the planet, no expert on the planet, when we started talking about potential playoff teams back in August and September, had the New York Giants as one of those potential playoff teams because they had a whole new coaching staff and yet the same roster. And lo and behold, here we sit. This is a nine-win team, and they have. what do they have to lose? What do they have to lose no matter how long they stay in the playoff? Nobody expected us to be here. Let's keep going out and shocking the world. Yeah. No, we've well, seen it happen in the past. Teams come from out of nowhere and start upsetting the apple cart in a lot of ways. I'm with you. Like the, the thing that's, I am worried about the way they're playing period, but I'm really concerned because they, they, they sidestep these landmines all year, but Lane Johnson, Avante Maddox, CJ Gardner, Johnson, you know, we'll see about sweaty. I know he tweeted out, Hey, I'll, I'll play this year. And that, that's awesome. I'm glad he's, you know, where he's at. He's out of the hospital and all that. That's awesome. But these are big time injuries. These aren't little things. You're seeing, you see what the difference is with uh, Josiah Scott. I know he had a pick to his credit. He did. 
but the difference between Avante Maddox and, and Josiah Scott is big. The, the, the fall off from Lane Johnson, the Driscoll is massive. Ooh. Okay. It's just massive. So th- these are big pieces that are missing for this team. And, and we don't know, like we're assuming we don't even know Jalen's playing this week, by the way, number one, right? Number two, if he does, we just assume that he's going to be like not missing a beat. And I think that he's a great player. I'm not saying that, but man, he's been, he's been off for a little while with a shoulder injury. It's a quarterback. It's his right arm. <clears throat> so like, there's a lot that we don't know right now. We don't know if CJ Gardner Johnson is going to play in the playoffs. A lacerated kidney yeah, is no yeah. joke. Hey, didn't a guy named Andrew Luck have one of those, a lacerated kidney? Yeah. How long was he out? It's concerning, man. It's concerning. Okay. They're not playing their best football at the really wrong time. Like, for example, San Francisco's out of their mind. I know they survived a game they probably should have not. It shouldn't have been that close, but nonetheless, yep. they're playing unbelievable right now. You know, even the, you know, the lower dangerous teams, Green Bay's hot. You know, the Green Bay's hot right now. Where did they get a defense all of a sudden? I don't know. Yeah, all of a sudden, it's the defense we thought they might have in the beginning of the year. But 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 they're, you know, and the young kids and Rodgers are bonding now. Like, there's and, a lot and, happening. And we talk about how the special teams is integral in playoff football. That kid from Green Bay that came in here almost took two back. He caught Nixon. the ball five, six, seven yards in the end zone and took, came out against the Eagles special teams. Yep. What did he do yesterday against Minnesota? Took one back 105 yards. Five. Yep. He leads the NFL in return yards. See, all of this stuff plays in the factors now. Yeah. All of a sudden, Green Bay has a defense, and Roger's thumb is starting to heal. You see the throws he made yesterday? Yeah. Compared to what we had to watch most of the season? Well, here, here's <laughs> what I would say. Like, momentum can be flipped really quickly if your quarterback comes back. And, like, that can change this thing dramatically if he's right. Um, you know, and, and they didn't exactly, you know, sprint to the finish in 2017 either. If you remember the regular season, it was, it was sketchy at the end. So you can flip this thing, but they need to play a really clean, good game on both sides of the ball this week. And they haven't done it in a while. Even if you go back to the bears game, when Jalen got hurt, they survived the bears game. Yeah, they did. More than won the bears. They did. So it's been a while and they need to, this is where Sirianni, they haven't had a lot of um, uh, adversity this year. This is where Sirianni and the coaches got to really dig in and figure this out. You know, whether it's the the week of prep, because clearly they stunk too, the coaches. Uh, they got to figure this thing out, and the players need to start playing better. They're, they're, for, the, for the guys who were on the field, they got to be better. You know, you can't have false starts from, from Jason Kelsey. You can't have, you, you know, Mylotta sleepwalking through certain plays. The other side of the ball too. Like, you just can't have some of the things that are happening. Like, I'll tell you the other no. thing. Slay and Bradbury haven't been very good in a while. I don't know. No, okay? I, I don't get that. I don't get that at all. You know, and and I, 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 we'll get to the defense in a minute. But, you know, credit to the defensive line. They just keep getting to the quarterback. That's awesome. But, you know, stop the run better early. Whatever. Not only Everybody's that, Rob, gotta be better. Not only that, Rob, but here, here's another thing that shocked me. Nobody could cover the Saints tight end. Yeah. T- tight ends running free over the middle of the field. Nobody could cover a lobby. Are you kidding me? Where, where's this? Where's this? This 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 pass covers that we we watched, but the last three or four weeks, it's like they've been sleepwalking. I mean, what's? I don't I, understand what's going on here. You know, we kept complimenting them all year and saying, "Man, they show up every week." Like other teams take games off, and you blah, blah, Eagles don't. If maybe they couldn't stay at that fever pitch the whole year, and they've come down a little bit, man. You know, you just wonder about this, JB. Uh, when we're floundering last season, we started pounding the rock. Exactly. Pound themselves in the playoffs could win the Super Bowl. I, I agree with that. Like I sometimes, okay, I get it. You don't necessarily want to win this way, 
But when Minshew's your quarterback, maybe that's what you have to do. So get back to that team that was rushing for like 250 yards per pot, you know, per game. It felt like earlier in the year, you got to get back to that. It just, it, it, it's frustrating to me that if th- this game plan was really bad, I, I just don't know. And I don't know where it's coming from, whatever, but it wasn't, it wasn't what they needed against the saints team. That's well, sure. Jalen not being there. Number one. And if Jalen was in those games, we just lost these last two games. We'd have won the games. Let's, let's get that out there. I agree. Against Dallas, we'd have won the game. And against this team, we would have won the game. Mm-hmm. And I think he's the elixir we, we, we've we been missing. You know, I mean, we can get away with, with, with you know, some of these guys being hurt. But you can't get away with Jalen not being hurt. Um, is he the end of our cure-all? He might be. He's that good that everything – every every aspect on the offensive side of the ball that we lost – these last two games that we didn't have consistency uh, running the ball, uh, being able to, to, to take advantage of a, of a defense's um, um, uh, what, what hurts their defenses or direct reflections on what Jalen Hurts does best. We run the ball better with Jalen Hurts. He's able to read defenses better than Garner Minshew. He's a better quarter and can run and turn the corner like Garner Minshew couldn't. He can evade the pass rush like Garner Minshew couldn't. So all those things that we didn't have, Jalen Hurts will be able to do. So that's the difference between what we've been seeing. That's why I'm not on the bandwagon and just saying, all right, this team is well. It also has a twofold type of um, reaction because the reason why the defense is playing so much and they can't get out is because they're having too many reps anyways because Jalen keeps the defense, the offense uh, on the field longer, which keeps the defense off the field, which gives them a numbers. Their numbers are skewed because – they don't have a lot of reps. the The way you beat this Eagles team is to control the clock. That's right. Keep your keep your um, offense on the field. That's yeah, keep away. That's right. Yeah, that's what that's you exactly do. Exactly right. When you keep Jalen Hurts off the field, he can't score. So if he can't score, you win the game. So that's the game plan that teams are using against us. And, yeah. and now you know what? he's coming back, and he will make things happen now. And guess what, Barrett? The Giants have the type of offense that can keep opposing offenses off the field. Daniel Jones is going to run the ball. Saquon is going to get his touches. Do you see the short, short passing game the Giants have now? Then improved short passing game. They have. they have everything they need to keep the Eagles offense off the field. You know, and, yeah. and the way the Eagles defense has been playing, now they played a whole lot better in the second half than they did that first half, but you're allowing teams to think that they can stay on the field with you. Right. That's part. That's the part of the psychological uh, psychology of playing this game. If you let an opponent think they can hang with you, as they did with the Saints, fifty percent of the time or more, they're going to rise up and punch you in the back in the back of the neck. And yeah. lo and behold, you're going to be up looking at an L instead of a W. I just you know, you and there's little thing, that like there's a little attention to detail things. I know some of this is 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 the result of a backup quarterback who wasn't played a ton, right? I understand, but you know, AJ Brown is trying to signal to Gardner. Like, dude, they, they got this play sniffed out. They know exactly what's coming. We ran it earlier, the exact same freaking play, by the way. Um, and he's trying to tell him Gardner Minshew has to look over. He can't not look at him. You know, and I know that won't happen with Jalen. I get I understand. But it's little things like that. That ends up being the pick six. Well, and I look, do I think that AJ could have been a little more tactful with the way he said it afterwards? Yeah, probably, whatever. But, I mean – it's that kind of stuff that just they're, they're, that ended you, man. That was the death blow in that game. And you can't allow you can't allow yourself to go out and, and, and play 
the way they were playing, you know, um, in the aspect that his ability to read defenses. And that became a major flaw in this game that I, I, I didn't, when looking at the film, I didn't really necessarily see him not being able to do that. I, I, I don't know. I guess he's never had to. But to me, if his receiver's not open, he's not going to throw it to him. I was so shocked to see him back shoulder throw to 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 AJ Brown on that um, on the touchdown play. That was like, man, that's a nice throw. Yeah. But the throw was kind of late, which brought Jalen, which was brought um, AJ Brown back to the ball over the yeah. back shoulder shoulder. So it was actually a bad pass. He underthrew him, but it was, I'm glad he did on the throw. Yeah, he, he adjusted. AJ adjusted well. Yeah. Adjusted very well to catch it. So. I saw a couple of flaws and watched the film in Minshew that that kind of kind of had me thinking. All right, this Minshew mania may not be as as, as mania as, as 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 we think it to be. Yeah, you know he's very very human in how he runs this offense when you don't cater to his skill set. And what's his skill set? His skill set is being able to run play action. Well, hell, that's every quarterback. Dak Prescott's a monster when you run and play action because. You know, it, it gives you a little cushion. It defines things a little mm-hmm. better when it's when it's play action. I don't know how well uh, Minshew can can read things. I mean, he he might be one of those guys you have to you know have him go out and throw timing routes. You know what I'm saying? All right, you're supposed to be here. You run the route. You there? I'm gonna throw the ball before it comes. Yeah. Hopefully, you'll be right there. But I that agree. becomes dangerous throughout the you know throughout the times when you get better teams. Better teams means. Better when you're in the playoffs, you're playing against better teams. Better teams, man, you got better guys you're throwing against. You notice how all these Minshew Mania fans have turned on him now since that since the Jets game. You, did, did you see social media light up after the Eagles game on Sunday about how people want to run Minshew out of town now uh, yeah. because of that performance? But everybody, including us, we all felt after what he put up against Dallas, 355 yards. He had more than enough capability of doing this Saints team in. And he but does. He, and he does. But he didn't he didn't live up to the expectation. He didn't show it. He didn't show it on one bit. Nope. You and, let, he didn't, and he didn't get help from well, not only that, your defense allowed you allowed Andy Dalton to go 13 for 13. <laughs> His only incompletion was a pick by Josiah Scott in the first half. Yep. Right. The dude was 13 out of 14, and because of a bad read was his only reason for not probably having a perfect first half against what is considered one of the best defenses in the National Football League. Yeah, Where that defense was the first 30 minutes, still can't figure that out to save my life as I rewatched the first half of that game. Right. I'm still looking at tight ends running for – who is Jawan Johnson? Who the heck is he? <laughs> He's a converted receiver. He's a South Jersey kid, a converted receiver, and he was now a tight end who, who ate the Eagles' lunch. That's who he is. Um, yeah, I hear you, Derek. Let's and Chris Olave playing with a bad hamstring, running all over the field on this team. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What is let's going- dig it. Let's dig into the defense when we get back. Let, let's do that. Uh, hey, by the way, the, this is pretty cool. So, um, uh, uh, Demar's charity, Demar Hamlin's charity. Uh, Chasing M's Foundation Toy Drive is now up to four point one nine million. That's awesome. Uh, that's awesome. Talk about people just rallying, man. Th- yes. That is that's awesome. So I uh, love to hear. It. And by the way, very classy move by I, I think all of the teams, but I know the Eagles for sure. They canceled the coordinators meeting with the media today out of respect yeah. for for Demar and his situation, as to not distract and just yep. you, you know late. Let's let's not do anything today. Let's just think about him. So yeah. good work yeah. out of out of yeah. those guys. Um, 
All right, let's come back. We'll go – look, there's there's the good and the bad with the defense. And Derek hit it on some of the bad for sure. Uh, we'll get into some of that and the good as well. Uh, we'll continue to talk about the Eagles. If we get any kind of update on DeMar Hamlin, we'll pass that along as well. But as of right now at 1.07 Eastern, there isn't anything right now. So we'll pass that along if we get it. All right, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I want to tell you right now about ProAction Restoration. Yes, whether you have a home, you have a business – property that you may own, if you've gone through fire or water or smoke or mold damage, you know how awful it is, right? And sometimes you may not know the right people to, to reach out to. Well, I have the right people, and that's ProAction Restoration. And the beauty is they're on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. I know this because I called them on a Saturday. They got right out to my parents' house. They fixed the problem. They cleaned it up. The price was right. The crew was professional. It was an amazing experience, and it was a big relief for everybody involved. I can tell you that. They are licensed, bonded, and fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company. So again, water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits go for the scene go for the screens go for the gallery go for the win go to ocean at pond lee hockey we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients and we're confident we can do the same for you with over 250 years of combined courtroom experience we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in pennsylvania one conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today.
Morning Show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. What's up, everybody? Thanks for hanging out with us on this Tuesday. We're Sports Day, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Uh, top of the show, we talked a lot about DeMar Hamlin and his situation. We don't have any updates. If we get any, we will let you know. Uh, but uh, certainly a a very difficult situation for everybody involved. And first and foremost, you're praying for him. But, you know, the, the, the effect, the, the trickle-down effect to not only his family, but the players that were on the field last night, the entire league, everybody – Everybody who follows the NFL, uh, people who played in the NFL like Barrett, uh, very, very difficult uh, situation. Certainly thoughts and prayers uh, sincerely going to him and his family. Um, if we get any further, we'll let you know, as I, as I mentioned. Some teams are meeting with the media today. Eagles chose not to, and so did some other teams, so for whatever it's worth. I actually spoke to uh, a friend of mine, Mike Catalina. Uh, Mike has been um, – is a Philadelphia he's – he's a South Jersey guy, uh, Mike is um, – but he has uh, he's covered the Bills for a very very long time um, in, in Buffalo and and just done an amazing job uh, covering them and he was telling me he was kind of walking me through some of the stuff last night. Boy, it was scary. Um, he he said that they he and his crew all their equipment was on the um, was in the you know, hallway toward the locker rooms. And he said they couldn't get at any of their equipment. They were trying to find out, like desperately, just trying to find out, you know, what the heck was going on. And it, there were very few answers forthcoming. And then he said just everybody's reaching out to him that he that he knows. And, you know, it was a difficult situation. Mike's with uh, uh, 13 WHAM uh, in Buffalo. I want to make sure I got his uh, mm. his proper uh credentials there but anyway he, he he said he's never seen anything like it he said to this day you know the, the next morning he woke up and he was shaking he said he was literally if you were if you were anywhere near the situation and watching it it just had it had a had an unbelievable effect on it. i know how you know we're all watching it on our tv and we're, and we're texting each other like my god man first off please don't play this game you know please don't do that um and thankfully you know smarter heads prevailed and they didn't. And I thought the, you know, that was the right decision. I thought the players and the coaches certainly handled themselves in, in the best way you could possibly handle themselves and for awful circumstances. All right. Uh, so we were talking about the Eagles last segment, guys, we're primarily focused on the offense. Let's talk about the defense. So I'll just floor is yours. Uh, Derek Barrett. I'll, I'll start with you, Derek, uh, your impressions, the way the defense played this past Sunday against the Saints. I, I don't understand where they were the first 30 minutes of the game. Or, I really don't. I don't understand how you didn't didn't come out on that field with a sense a more sense of urgency. The Saints offensive line was already beat up and their and their best left guard Andrews Pete didn't even play. And you you still could not put a dent in that defense the first 30 minutes of the game. You let that offense do whatever it wanted. Now, yeah, okay, you held them 13 points, but you let them do what they wanted to do up and down the field for the most part for the first 30 minutes. Okay, Alave came back from the hamstring injury. You had a tight end. I still, for the life of me, I don't care if it's Josiah Scott. I don't care who was on that field. Jawan Johnson is now considered one of the top ten tight ends in the game today. Okay, 
I don't care if he is a converted running back playing tight end. The fact that he's running free down the middle of the field and you can't stop this dude, that's a problem. I understand you had a matchup problem with Olave. I get that. It's Josiah Scott and whoever else they try to put on him compared to Avante. I get that. But you didn't make the necessary adjustments to disrupt him. You allowed them to run 39 plays in the first half and control the clock and chew up nine minutes coming out of the gate? Usually the first series is a test pattern for both teams to find out what you can and can't do against the opposition. Saints did whatever they wanted to do the first half of the game. And the Eagles did nothing to counter it. Now, right, Barry, you look, at, yeah. you look at the game differently than I do because you see certain things I don't see. But you tell me what I'm missing here because I don't understand. They came out and played like it was a practice game the first half. Derek, 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 Derek. I couldn't have said it better, man. When when you look at how basic the schemes were that the Saints were running, bruh, they would come out and Taysom Hill be a quarterback. Yes. You know, you know absolutely that they're going to run the rock. And then when they did throw a pass, come on, you're throwing it to Jawan Johnson. You know ooh, what I'm saying? Ooh, right, ooh, exactly. Ooh. So when they lined up in that Wildcat, and then they, you know, they flipped it over and slid over. And then you had, um, you know, then you had Alvin Kamara playing quarterback. You knew they were running the ball and we could not stop it in that first drive. We didn't, That's all they ran to score against the Cleveland defense. And we couldn't stop it. Come on. That was basic wing T football right there, man. That's just you just whoop the guy in front of you, get up the field, create penetration, and stop the running play. We couldn't do it. Taysom Hill looked like he was, he was, he was, he was Ram Man or or or, or you know, the best <laughs> running back in the world, man. I'm like, look at this dude, man. This dude is really running like a running back. He's strong though. He's strong, dude. Bro, I know, I know how strong he is, man. But I don't care who we just we stopped King Henry. We left, we we held King Henry to to what with 30 yards. Yeah, you're right. He ain't nowhere like King Henry. And that's the same exact scheme they was running. Come on, man. Give me a break. Give me a break. You got to stop that. But then they did. But, I mean, what what, what pisses me off the most is that we let a guy – what's his name? Um, Dadgummit, what what was it? The the receiver that uh, caught that deep pass on us. Oh, Shahid. Uh, Shahid. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Bro, I'm talking about deep on our, our on one of our best corners. On um, Bradbury. Be just beat him. That's just basic football. Just beat him. Yep. Outran him. Knocked his hands down and kept going. Didn't even break stride. Didn't even break stride. Those are the type of things I'm looking like. What is going on? It's frustrating, you know man. And and that and that first drive set a tone. Um, you know, and, and yeah, and, and look, in fairness, the defense did get its act together um, as the game went yeah, on, and ultimately they gave up 13 points. But, you know, it's it's you have to be able to – it works hand-in-hand. Hand. you got to get off the field, and your offense can't be just the, these futile three and outs. And and that kind of thing just sets a tone where you don't have opportunities in the first half and you're digging yourself out of a hole. It, it felt like the Washington game. It, it did in a lot of ways. It felt like that, where both sides of the ball weren't doing their job, and all of a sudden – you know, you're, you're, you're trying to play catch up here, but yeah, it was, uh, it wasn't the finest moment, man. Now flip side, and this is a good, this is a positive. They keep getting that pass rush. Um, they got seven more sacks in this game. Reddick had two, Graham had two, Hargrave, Milton Williams and Cox 
Brandon Graham got over double digits. They have four guys over double digits. They have the the all-time. They have the all-time record uh, for a team. And by the way, uh, they're creeping up on the Bears of '84. Bears of '84 at 72. This team has 68. Yeah. With a game to with meaning in it for them. Unfortunately, they do still have meaning. They might get it. Bro, they had five consecutive games with six plus sacks, which is the all-time NFL record. And Daniel Jones is 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 top four in sacks allowed. Yeah, forty or something like that. Because he tries to keep plays alive. Yeah, a lot of yeah. times. So so they may break that in the first half. Yeah. Let's hope. Let's yeah, hope. that's a positive. But I don't like like I don't think Kaiser White's playing particularly well. I don't think Bradbury's playing particularly well. I don't think that Slay is playing particularly well right now. Some of that may be trickle down effects. You know, with not having Maddox or CJ Gardner Johnson and all that, maybe other guys are are feeling the the sting of that. I don't know, but like they, these are big players for you, important players. No for you. question, they have to be better. They have to be better. They haven't been hit with multitudes of, of injuries like a lot of teams have that have had to make significant adjustments. But the injuries they have have been at most the strategic positions that you could possibly get hurt at. Your safety. Who's a who's a Pro Bowl safety? Your slot corner, who should be a Pro Bowl slot corner, and your Pro Bowl right tackle. I mean, those you those. It's obvious that they can't overcome that. As much as we applaud this team for depth, it's starting to show that those three positions you cannot overcome. You know, and teams are taking advantage of that. You know, and and you know we 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 talk about the the sack total and the wow factor behind the sack total. It means absolutely nothing if you lose the game. You can have 25 sacks in a game. If you lose the game, what does it mean? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. It means absolutely nothing. No, I mean, you're just wasting good performances. Yes. Yes. What are you doing? Yes. And now I don't know what this team is, to be honest, after watching the last two games. And I understand everything is predicated around Jalen. And if Jalen comes back and does what Jalen does, okay, all this talk is 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 washed washed away. But you had a quarterback who we all thought could handle the situation because of the talent pool around him. Now you put on a good performance, but look at the interceptions he threw in that Dallas game. And then you look at the pick six he threw, and I'm thinking, dude, what happened to this Gardner Minshew that everybody fell in love with after that Jets game last year? I don't know. What happened to that dude? Well, Where is he? Know, the one thing I did notice in the Dallas game, he was throwing off his back foot a lot. Some of them were getting there you know, to his credit, but he looked a little shook in this game especially, and he just wasn't driving balls. I know he doesn't have a cannon. He, I, I understand. But he wasn't – didn't feel like he was driving balls necessarily. He had no feel for anything out there. No, and he was throwing off his back foot again in this yeah. game against the Saints. Once yeah. again, throwing off the back foot. And it's taking velocity off his ball. But you're right. He was too hesitant to throw in certain situations. I don't know if it was because of the scheme that the Saints put together or he was just not confident in what he was seeing. But he stood back. He looked like Carson Wentz to me standing back there. It did. It did. Right. It had that, that, like it had that same shaky feel. You're right, yes. Eric. Bro, I, I was sitting back thinking the same thing. I'm like, what, what is going on? We, who is this dude that playing quarterback for us right now? Yeah. What is he doing? I didn't understand. Like, he, there was several times he should have pulled the trigger and just didn't do it and, get, and got sacked. I mean, you got to grip it and rip it. Let's go. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I, well, like I said, the magical list elixir is back now. But there's we no hope. way. There's no way that Jalen Hurst does not play. I, Barrett, I I think you're right. I don't. We but we don't know for sure. I mean, practice two days last week and didn't didn't go. There is no way on God's green earth that Jalen Hurst does not play. He has to play. 
Well, let me, we let me, will be a fifth seed. I hope so. The playoffs. I hope let me so. let me let me uh let me share this with you guys. So I'm asking people as we're doing this show. Yeah. Is Jalen going to play this week? One response. He better. My question next is: Is he healthy enough to go? Not sure. I know they want to see him throwing on the field. <laughs> I'm like, what? What? Yeah. So it's normally I would get a definitive answer, but last week was limited. You know, we saw what we saw because they it, it, people don't know how it works. You get a little bit of time that you can you can shoot video. Essentially, is the way it works at practice, and we have that, and we as the media have access to it. But that's real, relatively short, and it's the very beginning of practice, and you get shut down after that. Gardner Mitchell took all the ones, all the one reps last week, so I don't know if it's a guarantee. Like I, I agree. Ultimately, I agree. I think he is going to be the starter, but it's not a hundred percent. And if he, if it's not, I'm, you know, you got to continue to be highly concerned. Hey, hey, man, why is he's not ready yet, man? We're talking three weeks now. If he's not ready for this game, that confirms what I've said three weeks ago. There's more to the shoulder thing than what the Eagles are letting on. This is all hands on deck game this Sunday because you're in a position where you can go from number one to number five real quick in terms of seating, which means you're on the road for three games, possibly instead of being at home for two games. That's a big difference. You know how tough it is to win three weeks in a row? I did it. I did it. So, I mean, I did it either way, either way, man. I, I, I'm at a point right now, like, I mean, it might do them some damn good to go about it the hard way. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's it, seriously, just 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 from a toughness standpoint, this team went from being the bullies of the block and are now getting bullied, man. And the only way you can get out of that is to go out and play bully football. And until we start running the ball, it won't I – mean, running the ball is the same reason why we won the, the Super Bowl in 2017. Right. It wasn't till after that 68-yard run that we had against the Chargers at the time that got the defense going and playing at a higher level, got the offensive line and offense going, and from that point on, they never looked back. Mm. They started, you know, the cho- the whole mentality just changed, and they started playing a physical brand of football, and that's what you have to do in order to win. You got to play a physical brand of football. And I think that's the only way this Eagles team can turn the corner. They got to get back to that. Jalen Hurst is a tough SOB. Yeah. So they got to get it going in that manner. That offensive line, that when they turned it around, came out of the second half, they said, look, we're running the ball. And they started doing that. And that's when things got better. Then we got back to being cute again and throwing passes. Right. We got to stick to that running ball, running, running the ball, making sure that we take care of business. And until we do that, you know, it's, 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 we're going to go through these ups and downs and the rigor mores of a season. It's just way too long to go through that. Yep. You've invested yeah. too much. Yep. No, agreed. Way too much. Yeah, you came way too far for for, the, for the, to sputter out like this. And again, you can get this going back. I mean, the, the Giants game and the Raiders game come to mind for me at the end of the 17 season. And once the playoffs started, it didn't matter how you finished. So you, you, you but a good way to get off, you go out there and you put a good performance out there against the Giants. You feel good about yourself in the bye. You can heal up a little bit in the bye and get some mojo going into that first week of, of the playoffs. But you got to play your regulars now against the Giants when you shouldn't have to. Agreed. This, this should have been settled a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Now you got to put. Now you got to have all hands on deck. And, and, and there's a possibility, just like with the Giants, anybody else, you could lose another key player mm-hmm. in a division game because this is this is the game where. Both teams going to knuckle junction. This is not, you know, you think that Brian Dabo is going to let his team come in here and just get embarrassed? Yeah. 
No. No, I'm saying I agree with you. No, No, he's not. They're a prideful bunch. Yes. Wink Martindale, hey, they put up 48 on you last time. What are you going to do? Yeah. There's a lot of pride factor here. Bruh, see, you guys are missing the point. At this point, Nick Sirianni, Steichen, uh, uh, Gannon, and Clay got to think, I don't give a damn who they got in there. I don't care if they got all the starters in. I don't care if they got no starters in. I got to set the tone for my team getting Absolutely. where I need to be. Absolutely. And the only way we're going to do it is to go out there and play who we need to play. That's it. I'm not worried about nobody sitting down. I'm not worried about nobody being healthy. Let's just go. We got to play great football, get back on track. Because you don't want this feeling going into the playoffs. I agree. You got to go in with all guns blazing. But yep. Barrett, they could have avoided this issue altogether had they taken care of business. They could have avoided my aunt had a, she'd be my uncle. We ain't even she, worry about she, it. Anymore. She might be. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she, she might be. I don't but care she, about any of that. We just got to go out there yeah. and choke some people, man. Yeah, I agree. It's, oh, it's, it's oh, life when in doubt, choke people, man. Choke. Yes. Yes. Uh, all right, choke we'll, somebody and don't choke for a third consecutive. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> all right. We'll, we'll come back. We'll give you the, the the way the schedule sets up. We weren't even sure up until yesterday um, afternoon, actually, what time the Eagles were even playing or what day, as a matter of fact. But we know the schedule. I know Derek's thrilled about it, so we will uh, we will get into that. That's for sure. Uh, we'll kind of lay all that out. Uh, who's playing where? What games mean something? Who's still alive? Who's clinched? Uh, who's got everything wrapped up. We'll dive into all of that because a couple of OGs wo- woke up uh, and now they're in play, unfortunately. Um, and then some other teams eliminated themselves and some teams helped themselves. So we'll get into all of that when we come back. Uh, Two o'clock, we'll do our full-blown NFL segment um, and we'll you know certainly continue to talk about what has been the major story uh, so far with DeMar Hamlin. But, uh, Hamlin. but we'll also get into uh, – Cowboys, Giants, Commanders, Packers, Bucks, Seahawks, Patriots, Titans, you know, all the whole nine. So don't go anywhere. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Derek Barrett and Rob. We're going to talk about Flynn Tree Services right now. Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. So if you have any issues with your trees in your yard or on your property, if you do. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's just a quick phone call away, and they are experts at trimming all types of trees and serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. Keep in mind, storm, hurricane season, 
winds, big gusts, all those kind of things. You want to make sure you get your trees evaluated. Now's a great time to do it before it starts getting worse in the winter. Go to their Facebook or Instagram page for a sampling of their work or more information. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848. 610-850-2848 or online at flynntreeservices.com. That's flynntreeservices.com. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to ocean. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your social security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their social security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. We're back, everybody. Rob Ellis, Nerica, and Barrett Brooks. Sports Day, Biggest Sports YouTube Network. Tell friends, smash the like button. All right, let me update you a couple things here uh, regarding DeMar Hamlin. Um, the statement from the Bills uh, came out not all that long ago. Quote, DeMar Hamlin spent last night in the intensive care unit and remains there 
today in critical condition at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. We're grateful for all the outpouring of support we have received thus far. Part one, part two. Um, the This is according to uh, Tom Pelissaro of the NFL Network. After speaking with both teams and the NFLPA leadership, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell informed the clubs today that the Bills-Bengals game will not be resumed this week. The NFL has made no decision regarding the possible resumption of the game at a later date, but what we know is they will not be playing that game. They're you know, trying to jam it in like tomorrow. I, I, I don't know, whatever whatever the thought might have been. So this this either – there are a lot of different ways this could go, guys. If they do play the game, maybe they, they push – they, maybe it's the only game that's played in, in week 19. Uh, and then everything gets pushed back a week in terms of the playoff starting. And there is no bye week for the Super Bowl. Maybe that's a possibility. I don't know. Uh, maybe they just go by win percentages uh, in terms of the standings. Uh, I don't know what they do, frankly. I, I, I wish I had an answer. I'm, I'm trying to give you some options here, hypothesize a little bit, but I don't know off the top of my head what they're going to do ultimately. You know, if, if, if they totally just – don't play the game, yeah. then that affects Kansas City, who still has an outside chance to be a number one seed. It affects Cincinnati that has a chance to be a number two and maybe a number one if they beat Buffalo and somehow Kansas City lost that last game. I, I don't know how you I don't know how you figure this out. I really yeah. don't. I mean you can't have them play the the regular season game next week. And then start the playoffs on time because they still have that one game to finish. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm glad I don't have to be in the decision making process in the league office because Same. this is uncharted territory, but there's going to be a definitive decision made at some point that's going to affect every team that's in a playoff position in the AFC. Yeah. How though? I don't I don't I don't understand how you do it though. I mean I don't either. What, what don't logical either. what logical way can you get this done? I mean because this, like I said, this is this is probably this is probably the uh, the most influential situation as far as games that you know the AFC has. You know, the last two weeks. I mean, look at the games after this. You know, no, you're right. It's right. still the number one game that still hasn't taken place. Yep. So uh, both of those teams beat the Chiefs. Hmm. So do you just give them a win because they beat the Chiefs already? Because those are the only ones they're really competing against right yeah. now. Yeah, I listen. I hear you. I hear you. Um, so again, we don't know where this is where this is going, how it plays out. But if we find out anything more, we will again keep passing that along. That's for sure. All right. What we do know is at least uh, this week, um, in terms of the Eagles, they will be playing the Giants at four twenty-five. Um, They'll put the Cowboys at the same time because the Cowboys still have the possibility of getting the number one seed, and they'll put Arizona and San Fran at the same time as well because they also have an outside chance at that one seed. So there, there's a lot at play and a lot at stake at 425. Um, I'm not surprised they pitted all these teams against each other at the same time, and when you think about it, because of the West Coast with Arizona and San Francisco, they're not going to start those two at you know 10, 10 o'clock in the morning or you know whatever it would end yeah. up being. 11 o'clock or whatever um they'll they were all going to probably play that time i'm personally selfishly thankful that it wasn't flexed out to the night game or anything like that Ooh, at least. Too, <laughs> so i i look at it like it's it's the lesser of two evils okay would i prefer one o'clock yes yes but it's not you know eight o'clock either so i'll, I'll take it 
Yeah, that means we'll, we'll all get home around 11.30. No, nah, I got to make that two-hour drive, bro. I'll be lucky to get home by midnight. Mm. Oof, you know? Yeah. No, well, you know, Rob, Rob's going to take in a fifth and sixth quarter. <laughs> nah, I'll be done. I'll be done about 11 ish. Yeah. We'll see. Um, but yeah, so the um, there's two Saturday games the Chiefs and the Raiders at 4 30. It's a, again, this is all kind of thrown off because of last night, but the Chiefs are still trying to be that number one seed. Uh, Raiders obviously going nowhere, but that's a 4 30 game. And then the, the, a huge one. This one's pretty cut and dry. There's not a lot of scenarios here. The Titans and the Jags, the winner wins the AFC South. That much we know. Okay, that's set in stone. And that'll be a big draw. That'll yeah. be a, that will do really well. The small markets, but because of the magnitude of the game, that'll be a big draw. We're all in on that game. You oh, know? absolutely. The whole country is for sure. Um, so I, you know, that much we know in terms of like you know who's where and what and all those kind of things. Um, but yeah, you know, you have a Giants team that having beaten the Colts this past weekend, killed the Colts, smacked them around. Uh, they're in, right? They are locked in. So right now the Giants are the sixth seed. Uh, and I don't think they can fall any further than that. In no, the, no, the they're locked in. Yeah, yeah, they're locked in. So as it stands right now, they would play the Vikings in Minnesota, as it stands right now. Um, Eagles right now would have the pie, but that's not a lock. We know that. Right now San Francisco would play the Seahawks at San Fran. And your four or five matchup, the Cowboys would have to go to the Bucks. Now, mm. Cowboys are 12 and four. If they finish 13 and four, and so do the Eagles, Dallas wins the head to head there. Yep. Okay. Eagles would fall into that five seed where the Cowboys are, and they would have to go on the road to take on Brady and the Bucks. Brady and the Bucks were down big in their game to the Panthers early and then in the fourth quarter and just went, you know what? We're gonna. I'm gonna go back. I'm Tom Brady. Did you guys forget who I was? And and all of a sudden, you know, he connects three times with Mike Evans, and here we go again. And they're in, despite all of us maybe kind of sort of writing them off. That man is 45 years old. Did you see the way he's slinging the deep ball yesterday? Yes. Man, I mean Sunday, 45 years old, still slinging the ball like that. Yeah. And that's the Tom Brady of a few years ago. That deep shot that he takes to Mike Evans. That's what got them to the Super Bowl in a lot. Their defense was a monster. Yeah. But man, I'm telling you what, people, you, you can say what you want to say about Tom Brady and the Bucs aren't what they were. But Tom Brady in the playoffs, that's a scary thought. Yeah, it is. It's a scary thought. I don't care yeah. who, who you're facing. Tom Brady smarts in the playoffs. And if he has his receivers healthy for that game, yep. that it's, it's open. That's the great thing about the playoffs. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah, you, you really can don't. Sit, we can sit here and analyze all the matchups and the pros and cons and the point spreads and who should win. You don't know what you don't know because of that man's ability to do certain things that other people cannot do. Yeah, very well said. Very well mm. said. All right, well, uh, we'll dig a little bit deeper into the uh, the NFL at two o'clock, but let's uh, let's hit a couple other little odds and ends here, guys, because there's a lot of interesting happening. Uh, we had two spectacular semifinal games in college football over the weekend, man. I mean, yep. just awesome. TCU and Michigan and Georgia and Ohio State, both, you know, barn burner type of games, man. And some really gutty performance. I, 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 the Duggan from uh, from TCU, he's tough as nails, man, that kid, the quarterback. That, dude, let me tell you Oof. something. TCU, I didn't know. The big question going in was, can TCU's defensive line stand up to Michigan's rugged offensive line? Oh, they answered that question real quick. 
the day the way they were flying around the field. They weren't afraid. They weren't afraid. The moment was not too big for them. Mm-hmm. You know, they got what two pick sixes out of that game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they 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 just basically said, you know what? Nobody expects us to win this game. Let's go out here and shock the world. Now, I did think the last uh, play for Michigan, the, the receiver catches the ball, and the dude hit him. I thought it was a targeting, and and they, and they didn't call it. They didn't I call agree. it targeting. <clears throat> We've seen targeting called on most the most minute things in college football, and they didn't call that. I was shocked that they didn't call that. Yeah. And that was the difference in TC winning the game and possibly Michigan going down the field and and coming back to win that game. Yeah. No, well said. That game was great. And then it looked like, you know, the, the Georgia Ohio state game, man, I, it looked like Ohio state was cooked and then they, they fought back and, you know, unfortunately it comes down to a, a 50 yard field goal. The kid, the kid missed, um, and it, you know, again, not laying it all on him. I just, that's what it came down to. And, uh, Georgia survives and advances and, and is trying to repeat here. So Georgia and TCU will be your, uh, your national championship game. We had a, we had a couple really uh, entertaining games yesterday as well, guys. Yeah. Tulane comes back from 16 points in the final four minutes and yep. beats USC, man. Yeah. Well, bro, I mean, just when, yeah. I, when I when I looked at that game, remember early in the season, I'm like, man, how do we lose to TCU? Kansas State, we lost to TCU, and everybody's like, oh, I mean, uh, uh, Tulane. He's like, oh, man, how do you guys lose to them? How do you lose to them? Well, hey, comes to find out, they're pretty damn good. Yeah, you're so, you. Man, you know, so Kansas State just beat up on a, a, a um, on a, a TCU team, and then we turn around. You played against a semi-pro football team in Alabama, and we lost. You know, I mean, but I mean, everybody kind of expected that, anyways. You know, you we finally played some major college football. You kind of saw um, how it was dictated. Like, all right, we 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 with the big boys now. You know, so we see, you know, what the um, the difference between Kansas State and Alabama is. Right. But when you look at Tulane, they they beat up. I mean, they beat up in four minutes mm-hmm. on a pretty good uh, USC team, man. Yeah, I mean, it was it, it was a great pass at the end. Oh my goodness, the end zone. Uh, it, that was that was some great football there. Well, there were so many things that happened. Right, you had right. You had the kickoff, which the kid misplayed. He didn't have to touch it; just get away from it. Either goes yeah. out of bounds, or you don't even have to field it now, like he used to have to. You you, yeah. you can get the touchback. That happens. They they get the safety, and then and and there were then the last drive was a money drive. They converted converted fourth downs. You know they were just initially the the touchdown catch is over. You know it's called incomplete. They overturned it. Kid did catch it. He had his hands yep. under it. Uh, you know it was just it was spectacular. It was really fun. To watch. That quarter that quarterback for Tulane was throwing darts. Yeah, in that fourth Pratt, quarter. he played really well. He yeah. man he was th- and and I can't believe how many times USC allowed. Tulane to run those 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 slant routes over the middle, uh, for for big chunks of real estate. I'm thinking. I couldn't either. I'm thinking. First of all, who decided to make this matchup Tulane against USC? I don't want to see this. Right. I couldn't stop watching. I'm telling you, yeah, <laughs> I couldn't stop was, watching the game. It was fun to watch, man. And then Penn State and Utah, and I know some of this uh, carried into uh, you know the uh, I think if you were watching the Sixers, Sixers came on at seven, uh, but that you know Penn State. To their credit, and they and it, Utah got hurt because their, their quarterback got knocked out rising. But uh, Penn State played really well. They had a, they had a ten yeah, win season, did. man. They they yeah, had a they really did. good season, and they have they have some good young players. I think the kid who's going to take over at quarterback is going to be really good, and the, yep. the, the Singleton kid, the running back's a stud. So Penn State, you know, props. Here's something I thought was really cool, guys. Did you see this? The the coaching staff the, and the players all coming off the bus and heading into their locker room. We're wearing the white 34 jersey. 
which yep. was Franco Harris's jersey yeah. at Penn State. That is a cool touch, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, really cool touch. What awesome. a great tribute, man. Awesome. Um, you know, you can say what you want to see about James Franklin. You know, and I know a lot of people have been down on him, but uh, I think he, uh, I think he silenced a lot of people this season. When you think about what Penn State had to go through, and I thought Utah was going to give them a game because Utah beat USC twice this year. Utah's tough. It's a tough team. <laughs> They've beaten they beaten USC now like four times in a row now. Yeah. They beat them in a regular season and they beat them in a back, back 12 championship game. And I'm thinking Utah's going to give Penn State all they can handle. Mm-hmm. But man, I tell you what, Penn State put on a show. Man, yeah. you know, it was it was it was nip and tuck for a little while then all of a sudden Penn State asserted themselves on, on both sides of the ball and it was lights out after that. Yeah, it was. All right. Uh I would give you a little basketball. The Sixers won uh last night. They took care of business. They they avenged the loss last week to the Pelicans. Uh, Joel Embiid was phenomenal, forty-two and eleven. James Harden twenty-seven and eight. I thought both guys played excellent um, for the Sixers. Uh, it did help. Zion Williamson le- left the game uh, with a hamstring late. He was playing really well for them. He left late with about four and a half left uh, in that vicinity. So that you know that helped the Sixers. But nonetheless, they get the win. They're twenty-two and fourteen on the season. Um, and they got a couple of game, pretty winnable games coming up. So they, they can get in the 24, 20, they can get about 10 games over 500, mm-hmm. uh, real soon. So they're starting to do it. And Maxie's coming, Maxie's back and he's been, you know, he's, he's working his way in. You see it, you see the flashes he's getting there. He's not all the way there yet, but you see the flashes. Um, so that was good. That was good. And they gave him a great, and Christie's right. Uh, they, they gave Maxie because it was the first time he played a home game when he took his Jersey, I came off the bench when he was checking in. The crowd went nuts. They lo- Tyrese yeah. Maxey is beloved yeah. in this yeah. city. Uh, <laughs> beloved. So, yeah, it's exactly right. So that was really, really cool, I thought. Um, and I got to give them props. Flyers have won all three on this California trip. That's, That's impressive. I don't care what the – how good – I know Anaheim isn't good and all that, but neither are the Flyers. So kudos to them for winning three straight. It's a nice job. Hey, they picked up six important points. You know, as bad as they've played and for all the injuries they've had to overcome, the bottom line is they went out west and took care of business, man. And that, that's the most important thing. And this team's not laying down. Tortorella would not allow this team to lay down, man. Doesn't care who suits up. You better be ready to go. I'm calling you out. I'm calling somebody out. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they responded. You know, the, the teams they faced are no worse or no better than they are. But I tell you what, they could have just as easily have lost those games as they won. Because in a couple of those games, they had to overcome, they had to come from behind and win them. Yeah. You know, and, you know, we know they don't have that kind of firepower, but somehow, some way, they found a way to get get those wins, man. And, hey, they got six points. That's no all question. that matters. No question. It was, uh, and they got a really good goaltending performance by uh, the backup goalie uh, with, with Carter Hart being a little bit banged up. So, yeah, props. Props for what they were able to do, man. That was, uh, that was impressive out of them. Speaking of impressive. Whoa, a couple guys had some nights in the NBA last night. Don- Donovan Mitchell drops a 71 spot last night in the Cavaliers overtime win. How about this? It, it is the most points scored since Kobe went off for 81 in 2006. He Jeez. goes 22 of 34 from the floor, 7 of 15 from three. He's been awesome with the Cavaliers, Jeez. man. Yeah. Hey, Incredible. look. You know what? It got to a point where this team, hey man, just give Donovan the ball, man. Just, just, yeah, just give him the ball. Just get out of the way. Just, just get, get out of the way, way and give him the ball, man. Yep. You know, I, uh, I forget who. Oh, it was the uh, Robin Lopez had a really funny tweet. Did you guys see this? What he, what he tweeted there? He's on the Cavaliers, you know, center, backup center. He said, "Hey, just so everybody's clear, I think he either had one or two points. I think he maybe had three points. 
He said, Donovan Mitchell and I put up 74 points last night. Like, you're welcome or something like that. <laughs> Three of them were missing. But it was a pretty funny line uh, right there. But Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's incredible. Cavaliers are, are a problem in the East. They are. Yeah, they are. They're, they're good. Hey, but you know, you know, we look, look at the Sixers now. We've had our we've had our concerns about the Sixers, but right now they have the fifth best record in the East and one of the top seven records in the NBA. So that yeah. it's not bad for a team no. that's still trying to find its way. They've won eight of ten. I mean, they're yeah. they're playing you know much better basketball. They really are, and they're a good home team. They're fifteen and five at home. So uh, yeah, I mean, slowly but surely, what you wanted to see was get all these guys together healthy. Get Maxi Harden and beat on the floor together, and let's see what you have. Yeah, yeah. So we're starting to see it now, and you know you're seeing mostly wins coming out of this team. Uh, you do, you're talking about Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, he, yeah. he he hoisted up 34 shots. The dude still had 11 assists as well. I know, and, and but Derek, how about the percentage of 22 out of 34 is phenomenal. It's ridiculous. I yeah. mean, and he was 20 or 25 from the charity strike. I know. I know. That's a night. Have yourself a night, Donovan Mitchell, man. That, oh my that is goodness. Some big time stuff. And it was a tight game. It wasn't like they were just, just beating up on somebody. He had to play really well uh, for him to be able to do that. So uh, yeah, puts up a, a 71 spot. And how about this? Just totally under the radar. Clay Thompson puts up 54 last night. It's kind of like, eh, all right, you have 71. Like, you know, so. These you guys take are a backseat to a guy putting up 71 and you bust 54. <laughs> I know. It, it really is amazing Man. when you think about it. So um they so they end up winning and the Sixers win. So the Sixers, uh they like I said, there's a couple winnable games for them this week. Uh Indiana, I believe, and they're both home in the and the, and the uh Bulls. So I would figure if I'm looking at their schedule, you should be able to win home, Indiana, at and really actually, man, like the next five or six. So they get Indiana home, Chicago home, at Detroit, Detroit home, Oklahoma City home, who stink. Ugh. You know, then you go on a West Coast trip where you play Utah, the Lakers, the Clippers, Portland, Sacramento. It, it's never easy going on the West Coast, but some of those teams no. aren't great either. You know, exactly. the, Lakers, the Lakers have become a one-man band with LeBron and with Anthony Davis out. There's not a lot of help there for him. That, that's going to be interesting to see what ends up happening there too. I mean – does he want to finish his career this way with them being bad to middling? You know, <laughs> He's already made it known. He's already said that, yeah. hey, look, I'm in the NFL, I'm in the NBA to, to win championships. I'm not here to just play regular average on regular average teams. I need to be on a team that can compete. Yeah. Yeah. And right now they're not in the playoffs. Uh they are in fact they're the like the 12th seed uh in the West. They're 16 and 21. So they're they're way under 500 as far as the East goes, which, you know, we focus on with the Sixers. Boston's in first place. Then it's Brooklyn. Brooklyn has won 12 straight. Um, then it's Milwaukee. Then the Cavs and the Sixers. Now, the, the, the Sixers are only, you know, two and a half back. They're they're right there. Like, yep. you know, and they played a few a couple less games than these teams. They played two less than um, than Cleveland, and they played, you know, less than some of the other teams. But, you know, they're they're making their move. This is a big year for them. If they If they – if they can't get past the second round again, I don't know what you do at that point. You got to, you got to think about something else um, if you're mm. not able to do that. So that's just kind of where they are right now. Flyers, it's a different story. It's a rebuild. You know, we all understand that if that's the situation, but um, you know, more than anything else, you just want to see them start stacking some wins here and, and showing that the chemistry is right. I, you know, I give Harden credit. I really think that he's looking more and more to be a distributor. Maybe some yeah. of that is, yeah. you know, he can't score the way he used to, but that's okay. You adapt your game. Yep. Yep, you know, yep. I give him credit for that. Yeah, just um, like you're a cornerback, you go to safety. You're you're mm-hmm. you're 
you're a tackle, you go into guard. You know what I'm yep. saying? From guards go into center. Yeah. Well, <laughs> right. Unfortunately, we're not seeing some of that with the Eagles where, where guys have gone down and, and people are stepping up, right? We're not getting that. Um, that's for sure from them. All right. So uh when we when we we're gonna step aside in a, in a second, when we come back, we're gonna dig into the NFL and you know, kind of who's in, who's out, who needs help, because there are some scenarios where, where teams need help, other teams have locked this thing in. And obviously, you know, the big story, you know, throughout the day so far, and it's just been, you know, you're just trying to keep your focus on on the individual and all the other stuff will take care of itself. But if you're just tuning in with us, um, the, the league will not try to resume that game between the Bengals and the Bills this week, which I think is the the right way to go for everybody involved, you know, mm-hmm. um, not only just from a, from a, a psyche standpoint from the players watching what happened to DeMar Hamlin last night. But I, I just don't want, I, I just think you, you, you would feel like you'd just be cramming this thing in and, and, you know, everything getting thrown off. And you still, as of right now, we don't even know the status of DeMar and what's going on. So I, I think Roger Goodell's making the right choice and the league's making the right choice by doing that. That's for sure. But absolutely. You the other thing I really hope, and I believe they will. I hope you're getting not especially, but not just you're getting the players some some counseling. Who who had yeah, to yeah. who had to be yes. a part of that last night and the yes. others who just are, are players and are saying is oh my God, that could be me. I really yeah. hope you're gonna need it. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, we, we we're certainly much more aware and focused on mental health these days. So I would guess I'm going to assume that that's already in place uh, with these teams, but I really hope that that's the case. And again, the a bunch of teams just taking the whole day off today, as far as media goes, I think is a really classy touch. All right, let's get a timeout here and we're going to come back guys. And we will dig into you know all the scenarios here uh, with the NFL. As we go into the final week of the season, week 18, we will dig into all that. When we come back, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, I'm Rob Ellis for Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let's talk about data because data is everywhere with Razor Technology. Data is everywhere in business today. And when it's locked away in silos, it can't be efficiently used and businesses don't have the time to wait for the insights that shape decision making. Razor Technology's data management not only integrates data from wherever it's generated or collected, but provides a uniform structure for storing, interpreting, and distributing it to decision makers. Razor helps businesses transform and model their data, use it to populate real-time dashboards, and create shareable reports that highlight key areas of progress as well as warning signs in need of attention. Smart data analytics and the tools to make data insights easily digestible help businesses of all sizes and types discover where they could be untapping significant savings. Razor technology can help you break down your silos and you fully realize the value of your data to drive growth for your business. To learn more, contact Razor Tech today at 866-797-3282, 866-797-3282, or visit them online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. 
If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero Down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us on this day for Sports Day. Jacob Sports YouTube Network wishing you a great 2022. Hope you celebrated. Hope you had fun. Uh, all right. So a couple things to hit here, guys. Um, you know, I said this to you off the top of the show. You, you, you start planning the show. I was planning the show a little bit last night, uh, you know, like late yesterday afternoon. And I'm thinking, man, we're going to dedicate a lot of time in this segment to the Bills and the Bengals game itself. And this could be a great mm-hmm. game and all this other stuff. And obviously things change. <clears throat> they change very, very quickly. Um, and, and more serious things take precedence. So uh, the only news we can really give you in, in terms of the game is it will not be replayed or, or rescheduled this week. Uh, the league has made that announcement. So that part is official um, when it comes to, you know, the Bills and the, uh, and the Bengals, you know, here's the, here's the question I have guys. Um, one of the questions I have regarding this upcoming week, um, you know, if you're the NFL, like, what do you do here? I mean, it does, Cincinnati is, is supposed to be playing at home against Baltimore, right? Buffalo. Um, the Bills are, who are they playing? I'm trying to find where the Bills are playing. Bills are, play, are hosting uh, New England. I mean, can either of those teams even play this week? Would be one of my questions after what went down last night. You know, I just don't know. 
I really honestly don't know if those games will even take place. Wow. Mentally, you know, how do those guys go forward with seeing that? You know what I mean? Um, I think they're professionals. They will be able to. Hopefully, uh, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to say hopefully. I know the NFL will have um, some people in place to help them, you know, uh, people they can talk to, counselors and things of that nature. But, I mean, the, the bad thing about it, well, not necessarily the bad thing about it, but the show must go on. Um, I'm anxious to see how these guys go out there and perform with this happening because you could tell he was a beloved guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You could tell he was a beloved guy, man. So, you know, I mean, how do you do that? I, I've, I've been in situations where a good friend of mine, you know, while on the field uh, got hurt, you know, but I mean, it's just something, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta go through, man. You gotta, you gotta think about it. You gotta press forward. Mm. Yeah, it it is. It's a tough spot. So we, again, we don't know where that's gonna where that's gonna play out. It was very early in the game. Not that that has anything to do with it. Uh, whether they play the game at all or not, we just don't know. We're, these are unprecedented times, and, and sometimes unprecedented measures take place uh, when that's the case. And I wouldn't well, fault the NFL if they didn't want to even play the game, and they'd have to figure it out. And some team might feel a little bit short in the standings, but so what. If that's the case. Yeah, because now if they don't play the game, you have two teams that have to account for two games to make up now. I don't know how I don't know how you figure this thing out. I know. I really don't. It's really tricky. And I know like no matter what the NFL does, I feel like they'll get crushed for it. But I, I don't envy them. Right, because I this is either. not it's a tough spot. Mm-hmm. Um all right. Uh so a couple other things. Mention that the Giants clinched, uh, they beat the Colts. Uh I think we're all in agreement. We're going to see at least a little bit of the starters from them um, in this game against the Eagles. And some, there are a lot of players, even though it's a new coaching staff that are left over from last year, you know, that, that, uh, or any of them, well, there's certainly all, everybody's there from earlier in the year when the Eagles beat them. So you're going to have a motivated team, I would think to at least play a half or maybe somewhere around there um, from a giants perspective. Did you guys see, so Kayvon Thibodeau hits Foles, Foles is down and he's doing a snow angel next to him, like literally right next to him. Oof. Now Thibodeau said he didn't know Foles was hurt. Right. But then he goes, what, what what did he do? He went over to the sideline after he realized he, he was went hurt. he did the like I put him to sleep thing on the sideline. Not a good look. Um yeah, yeah I get he's a young yeah. guy and, and I hope he learns from it, but that's you gotta gotta take into account what's going on. I mean, he's laying right next to him, by the way, when he was doing the snow angel and and Foles was like con, convulsing. I, I don't you know, thankfully it looks like Foles is gonna be okay. He's not gonna play this week. Um, you got to wonder if you're Nick Foles, you're like, dude, I made all my money. You know, yeah, I want a yeah. Super Bowl. I do. I need this. Yeah. I, I would think he probably retires. That's my guess. I, I don't know. Inside knowledge. You know, they say the competitive juices may make you do things you didn't think you could do. Mm. Um, some players have played a lot longer than they wanted to play because they can't give up that money. Number one. And number two, they have not prepared for life after football. And if somebody's dangling at seven figure income in front of them, even if they know, their best days are behind them, but they have a chance to make another seven-figure income, even if it's a league minimum, which is $1.5 million. What do you yep. do? When you have no plans to move on in life and somebody's offering you $1.5 million to come back out here and play another year as a role player, we don't need you as a starter. Yeah. You're just a role player. What do you do? Sign me up. It's like, <laughs> I'm playing. Yeah, I hear you. Because out of that money, you're still going to get close to $800,000. Yep. That's a Great lot point. of pocket change, man. Great, great point. Um, Jim Harbaugh may be on the move. 
Uh, there are a couple of reports, one that he interviewed with the Panthers, one that the Colts are hot and heavy on him and on him. Um, so there's a chance he could be leaving Michigan. We know he had success, certainly got to a Super Bowl when coaching the 49ers, lost to his brother, in fact, uh, to the Ravens in what was a really good Super Bowl. But he could be on the move. Not surprised. You know, his name's been floated you know, the, the last few years for sure. So we, that one's going to be interesting to keep your eye on. Well, didn't he recently sign an extension with Michigan? Yeah, but you can always get out of those. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Especially you know, if you're going back to the NFL. Exactly. And, and, and to tell you the truth, I thought they were trying to get rid of him like two, a year or two ago. They were. Yeah. And, you know, so I mean, it, it, this might be, but I mean, even with him in a position he is right now, you know, with, with them losing, uh, they, they might want to just let him go anyways. You know what I mean? Just from everything that just went down. I'm not a I fan mean, of Jim Harbaugh anyway. So. You know, he's actually my – I played with him one year. Did you? Okay. Yeah, we were with Detroit. Well, we played – we were uh, – he was there for camp, and uh, he didn't make it into the regular season. But, yeah, he, Harbaugh was in um, – he was in with the Colts. I mean, he was in with the um, with the Detroit Lions with me, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I can remember – you know, when I tell these stories, when I tell stories about my playing career – you know, some people like to check and see if I'm lying or not. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't lie about these stories. You know, these are stories that I, you know, that I experienced. Mm-hmm. And I, I was up at NFL Films, and um, the interns like, oh, who all did you play with? I was just saying one time, I said, yeah, I man, I played with Harbaugh. You know, we just went through uh, the preseason. I said, yeah, I played with Harbaugh. You know, he was a real good dude. He said, well, where'd you go play with Harbaugh? I said, I played with him in Detroit. First thing people do, they go in and fact check. Did you play it? Did you play it? Did he play it? And it doesn't have, there's no record there. He was just there during camp. So there's no record there, right? Mm-hmm. So long story long, for six months, they're like, oh, see, we finally caught you on a lie, B. Brooks. We finally caught you on a lie. He ain't never played with Harbaugh. I said, I played with Harbaugh. I'm telling you, I played with Detroit. He never played in Detroit. Long story long, we go to the combine. While at the combine, we're walking by. It's me and uh, and um, the staff from NFL Films. The guys that said I was lying to them. I told them, I said, "Hey, what's up, Harbaugh? What's going on, bro?" He said, "Big B, how you been, man?" I said, I mean, "I'm good, man." But hey, these guys don't believe that I played with you in Detroit. He did like this. Yeah, that's right, Brooksy. That's right. That's where we played at in Detroit. I couldn't figure out where I played with you at, but then yeah, couldn't find out. Yeah, I was in Detroit, and their jaws dropped to the ground like. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Thinking they caught me in a lie, yeah, but no, yeah. I, I lie. Don't lie to me. That's just the experience that I've had. In That's the cool. The NFL. Yeah, that is cool. Uh, but I, I'm with Derek. I, I'm not a big fan. I, I like John. I don't like Jerry. Yeah, yeah. John's a great dude, but his brother. Yeah. No love. No love lost for the brother. Man. I don't know how I get it. There's only one of 32. But I'm not taking any job with with Jim Irsay. That's just me. No, thank you. No, no that's quarterback a, situation yeah. there. Nah. Nope. <laughs> what Car- Carolina might Carolina might be intriguing, but no, nah, Irsay. No, nah, I want nothing no, thank to do you. with that dude. Well, I don't yeah. understand why they would go. Why they would go? Why he would go to you know the Panthers? They just experienced a college football coach. So why would they bump their head twice? Good point. Well, I mean, he does have. Well, he has the NFL experience. He did have yeah. the NFL experience. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he took he took the San Francisco team to the Super Bowl. Right, so, right. Uh, against his brother. Against yeah. his brother. Yeah. yeah. So he does have that pedigree yeah. compared to Matt Rule. So. All right. So I'm trying to figure out the the whole Commanders thing, and I, and, you know, I feel like I've started a lot of sentences saying that with them over the years, but they decide to go with Wentz going in this game. What's Wentz, crazy? 
yeah, I mean, you know, when when again, I'm Taylor Haneke's not great by any stretch, but you know, he had he had at least I got revived you. I guess would be the best way that I could put it. He sort of revived them um, and got them on the doorstep of being maybe a playoff team. But they they set this stuff in motion last week when they pulled them, saying they were going to before the game. Wentz comes out and goes 16 for 28, 143 yards, three picks, no touchdowns, and a 31.4 passer rating against mm-hmm. Cleveland. And all of a sudden, they're eliminated. Like, and then Ron Rivera, after the game, doesn't know that that was an elimination game. Like, come, I mean, come on, man. <sighs> you talk about a walking mess of an organization. Where's your PR staff to inform the coaches on a weekly basis? The little things. Now, I, I initially when I heard when I, and I saw Harbaugh's uh, Ron Rivera's comments after the game, I didn't know if he was being coy, being a smart aleck about it. He genuinely didn't know that yeah. it was an elimination game. How do you not know this? Well, first of all, we thought that that the, the call was made by Snyder to, to insert wins. Now we're finding out that that Rivera made the call. What are you thinking? Taylor Heineke is directly responsible for your team even being mentioned in the playoffs. He went 5-3-1 and one as a starter. So what? He had a couple of miscues the last game. He had a couple of fumbles, I believe, is the reason why uh, they decided to pull him or Rivera decided to pull him. What did you honestly think you were going to get from Wentz in this game that you haven't seen all season? Did you not think he was going to turn it over? I mean, really, I was, did you think he was exactly. going to take care of the football more than anything else? Did you think he was going to take care of the football? I mean, it's crazy. Well, how did, how did you allow the words to come out of your mouth, we believe Wentz can give us a spark? What kind of spark? What made you believe he could give you a spark? I just, I, I, I don't know. You, you're not following reality. Like you, you are. It's the definition of insanity. You're, you're, you're trotting him out again. I just, he's another one. He's not long for this game. He's not going to be around much longer. I just don't. I really don't think no, so. No, no. The players love playing for him, but you know what? From a, from an organizational standpoint, after watching the last couple of weeks, I've got to sit back and say. Have we run our course with Ron Rivera? Oh, I agree. I'm I'm sorry. I meant Wentz, yeah. but I I hear you yeah. with Rivera. Uh, yeah. yeah. Have we have we run our course? I mean, what he did over the past eight days, you you can't come back from that. You just cannot. You make a decision to put that knucklehead back in the game. You didn't know the the magnitude of the situation if you lost that game. You opened the door. You basically opened the door for another team to get in the playoffs and push yourself out of playoff contention. And when was the last time they'd been in the playoffs? I think I think we got to go in a different direction. I'm sorry. I respect you. I respect what you've meant to the game, what you did for this organization in adverse situations. But we got to move in a different direction now. All right. Well, you're acting like he's probably mad at getting out of that situation. He probably wants to be out of that situation. Wouldn't you want to be out of that situation? Yeah, it's a good point. He can be a coach anywhere, and and I have to go through the headaches and everything. That I mean, he's been through some trials and tribulations while in the organization, man. I mean. Beat cancer in the organization, um, you know, quarterback situations. He had a, uh, a, a, you know, had to find somebody to take the place of one of the most, you know, the most athletic and, and best left tackles in the league and then had to bring in. Then he let go two more of his starters and Moses and uh, uh, and, the, and the other guy, the guy that went down to Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been sure. through a lot. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. So, I mean, he's been through a lot, man. I'd want to get the hell out of there also. Yeah, mm-hmm. understood. I understood. I All right, a couple other uh, odds and ends here uh, around the league. So, Green Bay wins and they're in, okay? They they crushed, absolutely crushed the Vikings. 
when and they're in. Um, and th- this is a biggie because the, the, the lions still have a shot. Okay. Yeah. They're not yeah. done. Um, and they've had a real un- amazing, no matter what happens with the lions, I think they have to feel good about where they're headed. Um, you know, under, uh, under Dan Campbell, but they've made that the Sunday night flex game. So you got Detroit and green Bay on Sunday night. So green Bay takes care of business. They're in Detroit needs help to get in themselves. So it'll be a fun one. Yeah. Yeah. How about Detroit being in a prime time game doesn't happen. Isn't that something? Yeah. You see, to me, Detroit is very similar to Minnesota. You get them out of that controlled environment dome outside on natural turf. They're a different team yeah. and Detroit's the same way. You got to play that 12th man. You got to play that Green Bay cold on a Sunday night game. Not a Sunday afternoon game, a Sunday night game now at Lambeau Field against a Green Bay team that somehow found a defense over the last couple of weeks. And all of a sudden, Rodgers is slinging darts again like he was uh, most of his career, except for much of the season because of that thumb. All of a sudden, that thumb's looking a lot better now. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, and they're know. playing the better, better defensively. They had another pick six. Yeah. On Sunday, they took a kickback. Their kick returner is probably the most dangerous guy in the game. Uh, you know, he took one to the house, 105 yards. So they're they're clicking. They're hitting all the right right notes right now at the right time, um, for sure. Mm. So the I, we mentioned the Bucks won. They that clinched them the NFC South. They beat the Panthers. Panthers were up. Uh, Bucks came back. Brady and Evans connected three different times uh for the for tampa to get that win so right now they're sitting there and they will host a home game because they won the division and we don't know who it's going to be we're hoping it's not the eagles right now it's the cowboys but we don't know Mm. uh who tampa is going to end up playing so the teams that need help well let me put this the teams that are still alive in the nfc seattle still has life detroit still has life the packers still have life Mm -hmm. green bay controls their own destiny with a win the other two need help um varying forms of help to get in but nonetheless, Seattle, nobody gave him any shot to do anything this year. And Geno Smith's had a great year. Um, and Detroit, I think people kind of laughed them off, even though they played some close games last year. So both of those teams had to feel good. Certainly they want to get in. But no matter what happens, they got to feel pretty good about their uh, their situation there. Mm. So that's the NFC. AFC. Patriots right now are the seventh seed. So all New England has to do uh, is win. And they're in. They they beat uh, Miami last week, you know, and they they will be at Buffalo this week. Now all of a sudden, like I don't know what that looks like now for Buffalo, where they're going to be upstairs. So I don't either. Uh, I don't either. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> Buffalo could fall to a three seed depending on what Cincinnati does. I mean, but, yeah, it, you know, it's. You almost feel insensitive even talking about it, you know, but you, do. but you just don't, it, everything's up in the air uh, is the way to put it right now. Let me run through the seedings in the, in the AFC. Technically Kansas city is the one seed right now. They're 13 and three, yeah. but obviously Buffalo and Cincinnati have played one less game. So if Buffalo would have won that game last night, they would own the tiebreaker because they'd be Kansas city head to head. The Bengals are 11 and four right now. They're a three seed. Um, so they're, I believe, yeah, they're locked in for this for the North, right? Because Baltimore's ten and six now. Baltimore can't catch them. Uh, yeah, Baltimore cannot catch them, right? After that loss to the Steelers on Sunday night, which, by the way, um, you know Pittsburgh, Mike Tomlin's going to be oh, at least eight and eight again. They got it together. Yeah, and, yeah. How about how about that final drive, man? Between he is picking, eight and eight, bro. That's crazy. We thought crazy. that's crazy with that team. This going to be the last time, you know. I mean, this will be the first time Tomlin won't be, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm like, yeah. 
Yeah, he's another one. You don't count him out. Right. That, that that throw by Pickett going across his body for the game deciding touchdown. Now he had a mediocre game up to that point, but that kid threw a, a, a frozen rope between coverage for that winning touchdown. It was Najee Harris. Yeah. I believe you know was. what? I, I don't know if he was actually going to him though. There was a receiver right. in the vicinity. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He was sitting right there. He could have caught it also. But Najee was like, you know what? Let me snatch this out there. Yeah. Well, he made he made two uh, huge throws. Uh, one to the runs also. Sims. Yep. And runs too. He had, he had a really clutch drive. He did, yep. and, and and Najee Harris was great the whole game. He, he was spectacular for that. So <clears> I think <throat> Pittsburgh has to feel good about where things are, you know, because you know for a lot of the year, uh, you didn't really know. Like I wasn't. I, yeah, that's why you got to give guys some time too. But yeah. Pickett looks yeah. like he can play. Yeah, you know now yep. it's starting to yep. look that way. Um, you know I don't think he's ever going to be the, the biggest, you know, the cannon for an arm guy or any of that. But he looks like he knows how to play the game of football. Well, I mean, you don't have to have the biggest arms if you have an accurate arm based on your offensive scheme. Right. You know, and obviously, you know, they keep talking about it's well documented that Canada is going to be fired uh, after this season, their offensive coordinator. Um, but even if that's the case, you see you see growth in, in Pickett every week, you know, in terms of being able to scramble by time, so on and so forth. I mean, this Steelers team at one point was three and seven. Three and seven. Yeah. Now all of a well, sudden, they've won five of their last six to get to eight and eight. Right. Their offensive line is playing a hell of a lot better than they were, too, man. They are, they come together. True. Their offensive line has come together. The running game. Um, if they, like I said, they get a new coordinator in there, I think I might put my, uh, put my <laughs> hat in the hat. Yeah, man. Let's go out there and like see it. if I can call some plays. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> I believe that when I see it. <laughs> so, yeah. So back to the, uh, the standing. So it would be right as of right now, uh, Jacksonville's in, we know Jacksonville has to beat uh, Tennessee to get in, get in that game in a second, but they're the four seed right now. Chargers are the five seed. Baltimore's the six seed and new England is the seven seed. So new England is in right now. Um, they win the tiebreaker over Pittsburgh based ahead to head division tie break was initially, used to eliminate Miami, you know, et cetera. I know without getting in all the minutiae here, but they're, they're, in, they're in very good shape. Now, the interesting tidbit about this game on, uh, which has been flexed, flexed out uh, to a Saturday night game is what Tennessee has decided to do with the quarterback spot. So this game will be 8-15 Saturday night. It'll be the Titans and the Jaguars in Jacksonville for the division. But instead of going with the rookie Malik Willis, Tennessee's decided they're going to go with Josh Dobbs, who they just picked up prior to the Thursday night game last week against Dallas. So uh, that's, you know, it's it's some faith in Josh Dobbs. It's some lack of faith in the rookie. Yes, that's exactly what it is. It's like, yeah. it's like, oh, man, like, what do, what do we do right now? We just, you know, got this. Was he, he, won our first, he was a second rounder, right? Uh, Dobbs? Malik? No, no, no. Malik. Oh, Malik. Yeah, he wasn't a first yeah. round. The only yeah. first rounder was Kenny Pickett. Right, yeah. right. So first second round. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I here's the thing, and we were talking about this pre-show. If anybody's going to be able to pick up a playbook, it's Josh Job Job Dobbs, who's a legitimate genius. 
Yes. An astrophysicist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes you yeah. throw things around like, oh, what are you, a brain surgeon? What are you, a rocket scientist? Right, 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 right. Uh, you know, yeah. You say that, yeah, yeah, I am kind a rocket scientist. Yeah. Kind of yeah. So I think the playbook, he can get that part of it down. The question is, he just hasn't had a ton of reps. How's this going to look in a big game against, you know, with everything on the line here is really what it's about. I tell you what, he went out and competed against Dallas because he made some throws against Dallas under a lot of pressure. Yep. He made some plays in that game against the Cowboys uh, on a Thursday night in front of a national audience. The dude had only been there eight days and went out there and played like he'd been playing for weeks in that offense. And, you know, he kept them competitive for a while. And then obviously the inexperience of not getting enough reps caught up to him eventually. But when yeah. did he go like 20 or 39, something like that? He was good. Like, yeah, you're right, bet. Derek. I mean, you could just, you, you, you didn't feel like, hey, they, they very easily could have beaten the Cowboys in that yep. game. And he yeah. just, he did a really nice job. He was locked in and, uh, yeah. I, so I, I get it. I guess you feel good off of that performance, but if I, if I'm uh, Willis and, and by the way, thank you, Anthony, he was a third rounder. Um, third round. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I'm not feeling necessarily great <laughs> if I'm, if I'm a leak for where things are headed there, but you know, well, I mean, it, it's hard when you hadn't completed a pass to a wide receiver the last game you started. Yeah, you're right. He didn't light the world on fire when he got his chance. Right, right, right. So you got to maximize every opportunity you get when in the NFL. You know, it's you're often judged by your last game. That's why Garner Minshew, he's going to go into free agency. He's going to get some looks. He's going to get some opportunities. But he could have been the, you know, he could have rolled out on a on a on a, you know, punched his ticket on, you know, millions and millions of dollars, man. If he just went out there and played a lot better than he played, man. He just didn't play with confidence going into the uh, game. And I think the entire team played with confidence. You didn't, they didn't look like a team that was hungry and ready to play. And the Saints were. They looked like they wanted to go out there and, 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 and you know, meet you in the street. And it seemed like, you know, the, the Eagles felt like they was going to step on the field and you're supposed to bow down to us because – you know, we've won 13 games, and yep. they weren't trying to care about that. They didn't care nothing about that. They went out there and just executed, beat up on this Eagles team, and left there with a victory. Beat us in our house. Yeah. Had our fans quiet. I wonder, Barry, went, if, yeah. I wonder if this team's feeling themselves, man. Well, they, they, they're not now. Yeah. I wonder if they're, they're feeling – they were feeling they were. themselves, man. That's what's got me most disappointed. Like, I didn't – I didn't think that was them. I didn't think they were a complacent team. I didn't think they were a smell-themselves team. Now, how much of that has to do, and I know he's still there. He's in meetings. He's on, He was practicing even last week, but but the Jalen's not playing to rein him in a little. I don't know. Like, I don't know what that dynamic is. I know they look like kind of a – the Dallas game, I'm not going to kill them for the Dallas game. It was a tough spot. But this game right. this week, they look like a team that didn't show up. And I don't – that's not them. That's the thing. If I'm Nick Sirianni, I'm really figuring out like what did what did we do last week that this was the case. I got to figure this right. out really fast and get these guys locked in again. Well, your cornerbacks got to get got to get their heads out of their backsides, man. The last couple of games they have not been playing up to what we've we've grown accustomed to seeing them playing much of this season. I don't know what's going on with Slay and, and Bradbury, but you, you got to bring it now. You got to bring it the rest of the season. There's no, there's no more excuses. If you were injured, that's one thing. I haven't seen them on anybody's injury report, which means to tell me they're healthy enough to play. You got to bring it because what you've done the last couple of weeks, that is not good enough. It's not. Because even with your front seven getting all these sacks and stuff, you're putting more pressure on them because you're not holding up the back end of this defense. Yeah. So you got, you got to bring it now. It, no, it's well, time. It's put up time now. Gunner, you go into a playoff setting with that kind of 
lack of focus or whatever. You're in trouble. You're done. You're done. You're, you're not getting out of the first round. I don't care. Like, it, it, it's not, you know, if you end up getting the Bucks, the Bucks know the formula. Even though, like, Jalen's a way different player and they're better. The Eagles are better. But they have, a, they, have a, they have a blueprint from last year, and they feel good about their chances because they have the confidence that they beat you last year at their place too. You're right. And see, I'm looking at Tony Mercer. D gave up 13 points second uh, in the second half of the – wait, where, did, where is it? Uh, I really can't pick at them for the game. We can pick at them for the first 30 minutes because that was not Eagles football that first 30 minutes. Defense, you know, they did play a much better game in the second half. But when you let a team control the clock the way they control the clock for the first 30 minutes of the game, especially an inferior opponent, when Andy Dalton is your quarterback and he was 13 for 30, I still can't get over that. 13 for 13 against this defense. The only miscue was a, a, an errant throw that was a pick. I st- and, 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 and Taysom Hill was two for two. I still can't get over that. I just yeah. can't. Yeah, you it's, know, so. th- th- yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's fr- it was a frustrating. That first drive was highly frustrating. It really was. And it, it was just a combination of everything. They couldn't get off the field. The offense was just like, bup, 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 out. You know, and then hey, give them the ball right back. It, it, you're just, nobody's helping each other on either side of the ball. But, you know, by the way they were performing. No, no. The coaches aren't making any kind of adjustments. You no. felt like the team lacked, fo- you know, focus. You false start three times on a singular drive. They just you, It was obvious they didn't come to play. And I, I can't even the Washington loss. I felt like they at least showed up. You know, even the Cowboys lost. Let you mm-hmm. know now two weeks like, ago, whatever mm-hmm. it was. They were I, like fighting. You don't. Yeah, say they're they fighting. fighting. They didn't. That team didn't have fight this week, and that can't happen, man. Well, I guarantee you, Jeff Stoutland is giving them uh, all kind of lectures this week. That offensive line, if they're not focused this week, if they play anything close to like they played against the Saints this week, we got a problem. Houston, we have a problem Mm -hmm. because I expect them to be in tune, focused uh, against this Giants team this Sunday. I don't care who's on the field for them. I don't care how long starters play. I expect to see a much crisper game on both sides of the football just because of what happened against the Saints that first half this past Sunday. Yeah, and and look, this Giants team, and again, we we know they may not play their starters for the entire game, but um, they're better than the Saints. So if you come half-stepping like you did last week, the Giants will, will kick your rear end. I mean, they will. They'll just take it to you. Here's an interesting comment by Cilio. You guys see this one? Interesting. Look at the look at the opposing QBs that played the Eagles the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> this sounds like the first half of last season when quarterbacks were completing 70, 80% of passes against well, this team. Those adjustments need to be made because they're especially killing uh, zones. They're killing zones. And, and Gannon likes oh to play zone. So, uh, you know, the quarterbacks you're going to be facing – whether it's, you know, uh, Dak Prescott, who, who could potentially be if they're the lowest seed still alive. And by the way, here's the thing, too. You know, I, I, I was going under the assumption that, well, if the Eagles are the one seed, they're likely going to get the Cowboys, who are going to be the lowest seed coming back. First of all, there's no guarantee now the Cowboys beat the Bucks. There's no guarantee that Green Bay doesn't win. So you could be getting Brady. You could be getting Aaron Rodgers. You could be getting Dak Prescott if you're the Eagles. This could go a, a lot of different ways. At this point, I would be more afraid of facing Brady or Rodgers than I would Dak Prescott, to be honest with you. To yeah. be quite honest, or Brock Purdy, I'd much, I'd much be more afraid of looking at, at Brady and Rodgers across the line of scrimmage than anybody else, even Kirk Cousins. 
Because like Barrett always talks about, if you ain't playing at one o'clock, you got Kirk Cousins <laughs> right where you want him. You know, so, <laughs> so, yeah. If you ain't suited up at one o'clock, what was, what was gotta, the uh, was last week four twenty five? It was four twenty five. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Told you. Oh man, that did not uh, did not go well, and they they actually shut down Justin Jefferson too. Yeah, yeah they shut catch. him totally down. He was so he, he was so hot, man. And he then makes so bad. Um, uh, they told him they were going to do it. Yes. Zaire Alexander, he said, he said, ain't happening this week. Yeah. And then he got up over him and did the gritty, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, you keep this dude, this this dude, Jair Alexander is a trip, man. Yeah, yeah, he is. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he backed it up. I will give him that much. That's for sure. So, all right. So the standings, just to finish this, just to put a bow on this thing. Eagles right now are the one seed. San Fran's two. Minnesota's three. Tampa's four. Dallas is five. Mm. The Giants are six, Seattle seven. That's where it is right now. Mm. But Detroit and Green Bay can still get in. And then the AFC, the teams that still have are holding out hope, your seven seed is New England. I guess is Miami still has a chance. I, mm, they have the tiebreaker over Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah, they would because they'd be nine and eight. And if New England lost, they'd be eight and nine. So they Miami isn't eliminated and Pittsburgh's right. not eliminated right, right now. So that's kind of where things are, uh, and, and again, the Titans—if they win, they will vault up into first into, you know, that slot right now for that for the division winner, uh, which is being held down right now um, by Jacksonville. They, it's crazy. Tennessee would vault into the fourth seed at eight and nine. I mean, that's just I, I I I don't like that uh, the seeding thing, and I, they shouldn't get a home game. Uh, but that's a whole nother story. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll come back. Uh, we'll, we'll circle it back to the Eagles, you know, and obviously look, the, the big story, the entire day, and it's, it will continue to be the big story is DeMar Hamlin and his, and his health. So we'll talk about that as well. we got a couple other things, another health issue with a, with a, an athlete, former athlete, retired athlete who we'll, we'll let you know about. We have some birthdays. We had all kinds of stuff for you in store. So don't go anywhere. He's Barrett Brooks. He's Derek Gunn. I'm Rob Ellis. We're sports take. We'll be right back. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to ocean. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, We've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event.
all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Um, it's something I meant to get to in the last segment, which let's get to it now. Uh, welcome back in, everybody. Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ells. Do you remember when Chris Sims uh, threw out there that, you know, Jalen Hurts was a system quarterback. You could yeah. plug anybody in. Gardner Minshew could could have great success and all that, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of the takeaways after the game naturally were, I guess we, we can stop with the system talk nonsense, you know, when it comes to Jalen Hurts. But did you see the way that he's reacted to people going after him? No. Uh-oh. So, I, I, you know, including ESPN, he said, bleep you, ESPN, for resharing it. Talk about what he said you know, last week. Seriously, F off. Stop jocking me. Invite me on the show and let's effing talk. You don't want a piece of me. What? Uh, okay, dude. Like, calm down. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, bleep Chris. you, ESPN. Are you serious? Yeah, hey, he's, apparently he's taking all kinds of heat on social media, and he he just can't. Dude, you're gonna throw this stuff out there as you, you should. You gotta be able to take it, man. Wow, that yeah, dude, that takes a lot of you know what to make a yeah, statement yeah, yeah. like that. I mean, how much? I mean, how much did I slack that I've taken over this uh this Raiders thing? So I ate, <laughs> I ate my right. medicine. I took my medicine, ate it up, and uh, it is what it is, bro. Well, it was it was it's also interesting speaking of that part. Um, so David Carr, who was Derek Carr's brother, you remember David played in the NFL oh, yeah. for yep. three yep. years. Texans. So Texans. Yeah. He is a, he's an analyst on the NFL. He does other stuff too, but on the NFL network, he's one of their analysts, you know, and, and as you would expect, he went on last night and, you know, defended his brother and basically said like, you know, look at the amount of coaches he's had, look at the amount of coordinators he's had, look at the organization, you know, and, and, and during his time there. And you know what? Like, I, I am not the biggest Derek Carr guy. I'm not. But he isn't wrong. He's been surrounded by nonsense for a long time mm-hmm. there. Even though mm-hmm. they got him some players this year. You know, mm-hmm. clearly there's a lot of issues uh, in Las Vegas. So, you know, I, you, I, I you get can, it. You can assemble all the talent you want, man. But if you don't have the right people driving a car, it's about to go over the cliff at any given moment. And, and that's basically what Derek Carr has had to deal with much of his career. And, yep. and I still cannot believe that, number one, they decided to go with a, a guy who had never started a game before, even though the season is over, number one, and then agree with the quarterback that maybe you should step away from the team for a while. 
Don't be here and help the young guy see things that he can't see. We'll get somebody else to do it. You just you just go ahead and collect that next paycheck on that forty million dollar deal you got for this season. Yeah. That man, somebody, somebody tell me to step away like that for forty, you know, for forty million. For, what? What? I hear you. You'd be looking you. at a blank, a blank third screen sitting here. I guarantee you that dust trail. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Smoke. Right. You, you can't accept. I mean, being the system has everything to do with who you are as a player, man. I, I mean, like I said, I played with guys that, like Russ Grimm. Russ Grimm says, "Get it out there and just get it done." I don't care if you lasso the dudes as long as you don't get a penalty and you block the guy. Yep. That's a plus for me. Then I had guys that I, you know, that you know. Guy named Mouse. Mouse. He was the um. He was the offensive line coach. Mouse Davis. He was the coach with the Giants when I was at the Giants. He was into that duck walking thing because he had you know uh, Munoz. And bro, one time I had a dude. I drove him like six yards down the field and I dunked him on his head and it was a negative. I'm like negative play. Yeah, because you didn't dunk ball. You should have you know step step right and then hooked his arm and did. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. This dude is. Six yards down and, and on his back, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I, I mean, he's he's basically looking like he's a turtle on top of his shell. Mm-hmm. And you're talking to me about a duck walk? Mm-hmm. I said, you know what? Yeah, it's time for me to go. It's time for me to go. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Well said. Uh, uh, this one, uh, yeah, sad one, but hopefully they caught it early. Um, Martina Navratilova, of course, all-time tennis great. Uh, was diagnosed with, with both uh, throat and uh, breast cancer. She's going to start treatment this month. She's optimistic. Oh, yeah, yeah they, mm. she thinks that she was. She noticed a lump in her throat, so she was getting a, uh, a biopsy, and they were going through all the tests and the scans for that. And while she was in for that, they noticed the breast cancer. Can you imagine, man? I mean, she got the double-dose diagnosis. <laughs> Ugh. But her spirits apparently are really good, and she feels like on both fronts they caught it early. So. Mm. Uh, you know, I'm wishing her all the most, but it's been a pretty yeah, sobering right. couple right. days here, man. Right. You know, with, with sports, yeah, it is. um, you know, for sure. So, uh, wishing her all the best. All right. Let me give you some, some, uh, birthdays here and let's, then we'll move back to the Eagles and, you know, everything else that we've been, uh, discussing today and going over. And again, we'll give you, if there's any kind of updates on, on Demar Hamlin, we'll let you know about that. Hamlin, we'll let you know about that as well. All right. Um, so as far as uh, birthdays go, you have um, you have J.R.R. Tolkien, who was born on this day in 1892. He was the author of you know The Hobbit, The Lord of the Rings. Of this course, guy's... who doesn't know that, bro? You knew that. You knew that, Barrett. That's Absolutely. <laughs> um, Hank Stram was born on this day in 1923. Let's mm. matriculate the ball down the field, boys. That's what he used to say. <laughs> Kansas City, Kansas City. KC's finest. Did won a Super Bowl too. Yeah. Um, I'll give you a fun fact about Hank Stram. The Eagles were head were were uh, flew out to L.A. to interview him in 1976, and while they were in the process of doing that, they watched the Rose Bowl and watched Dick Vermeil beat Ohio State, and ended up hiring Dick Vermeil, hmm. Leonard Toad, and Jim Murray. There you go. All right. Mel Gibson is 66 years old today. Uh, Florence Pugh, the actress, is 26 years old today. Michael Schumacher, Grand Prix, G- Barrett, right? That's what I'm alley. talking about. Oh, yeah, we'll raise, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you. I, I had to get so that one in you. there for you, yeah. man. I saw it. I I'm like, so this proud is proud of you, man. Yes, yes. Yeah, uh, Barrett, was seven-time champion, I believe. Yeah. Seven-time yeah. world champion. And yep. Barrett, did you know when he retired in 2012, 
He held the record for most wins at 91. And he was yep. only 44 when he retired. 44, that's right. That's your, that's and that dude was in East. And, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Lewis Hamilton is about to break his record. Well, I yep. think he might have broken it. I think okay. he broke it already. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, that, dude, that's dude, Ferrari, him and Ferrari, man, were just tied at the hip. Mm. Mm. Pretty cool. Tied Pretty cool. Uh, George Martin, who was the Beatles producer. Uh, was born on this day in 1926. They called him the fifth Beatle. He was he contributed so much to their success. Uh, Victoria Principal, the actress, uh, who who even beyond her acting is rich beyond belief because of like uh, beauty product lines that she mm-hmm. put out there. So she's done quite well. Stephen Stills of Crosby, Stills and Nash is 78 today. Um, Eli Manning is 41 years old today. Dang, I didn't know he was brother. that old. Yeah, 40, I know, right? 42. Oh, 42 today. Yeah, 42 today. You know, he never missed a game, a regular season game when he was a starter. Now, he was wow. held out of games because of clinching, uh, but he never missed a game. Matter of fact, he has the streak for the third longest consecutive streak of games played by a quarterback with 210 between 2004 and 2017. He has a yeah, third longest streak Damn. of consecutive play games. Is he a Hall of Famer? I think he is. I don't know if he's first ballot, but I think he'll get in. Tough call. I mean, he won yeah. two and he, he beat yeah. New England twice, which is crazy. And is, is part of one of the most iconic plays in football, the helmet yep. catch. But man, his last years didn't help him. They, they, they he really is numbers about, dipped. How about the helmet catch? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, the helmet catch. Well, I'm but saying, how but about that? A, but he's in the top ten in a lot of categories in past. You guys aren't getting it. How about the helmet catch? Stop guessing helmet catch. You ever see the commercial? <laughs> That's his, but, but it's David Tyree's birthday also. That's what I'm trying to get to. Yes. What? Yes. yes. See? David nice Tyree's work, birthday. And remember I told you guys, that catch was the last catch he ever made as a pro? I yeah. can't believe that, man. I mean, I believe it, but it's and crazy. It's up, and it's up it's 43. He's 43. Um, all right. So, uh, Danica McKellar. Huh? That was a good segue, Barry. Danica McKellar, who played Winnie Cooper on the Wonder Years, is forty-eight. Yep. I can't believe she's forty-eight already. Wow. She's also a math wizard. She put out. She's put out yes. like all these math books and stuff. Um, Greta Thunberg is twenty years old. The uh, environmental activist Robert Loggia, the actor, would have was born on this day, nineteen thirty. Mm-hmm. Dabney Coleman is ninety-one years old. And he's still alive. Wow. He's still with us. Uh, and that's all I have for birthdays. What do you What do you guys have? You guys have any? Lloyd, the the singer Lloyd, he's thirty seven. Okay, the singer Lloyd, Jim Everett. Oh, Jim Everett, quarterback. Mm. Man, Jim Rome's buddy. Yep. sixty years old, man. He's sixty. Yeah, sixty years old. Can Jeez. you believe that? Wow. No. Uh, uh, Doug McDermott. Yeah. Dougie Buckets. Basketball. Yep. Thirty one. How, how about this dude? He was the nation's leading scorer in 2013-2014, The eleventh player taken overall in the draft. Who was a college player of the year? Yeah. He's on his seventh team already. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. He's a specialist. That's all he is. Jeez. And he's then a, um, three point specialist, Cheryl Miller, fifty eight. Some would Miller. say the greatest college basketball player ever. Wow. Not the greatest basketball that. player ever. I'm yeah. about every Michael Jordan, all of them. Yeah. What better than better than her brother? Better, better than, than Michael Jordan. Ooh. She was great, man. She scored, she a, I think, 100 she in a was. game, at, 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 either in high school or at USC. I forget. But she was insane, insanely good. Um, and those two those two made each other better. They just played each other all the time. Right. Out, yeah. out in the backyard, man. So, yeah, Pretty that's cool. my uh, – uh, All right. 
Derek, you got any more birthdays? You got Jim Ross, the wrestling commentator for the uh, WWE back in the day. I love listening okay. to his old Southern draw when he when he when he called wrestling. And uh, Nicole Bahari, uh, who played in Sleepy Hollow in the movie Forty Two, she's thirty eight. Okay, yep. uh, I got one more. I will throw in there. I mean, we lost him way too soon. Um, that's for sure. Is Darren Dalton? Darren Dalton mm. would have been sixty one wow. years old today. Uh, passed away very young age of cancer. So mm. uh, Dutch. Dutch Dalton. Yeah. Dutch, man. Yeah. Did a lot, uh, you know, for the city, did a lot of community work. And uh, yeah, too bad. Did radio, really too did radio bad. with him a couple of times, man. And uh, just a great guy. Bro. Fun guy. Yeah. Darren uh, had a lot of fun in life. He was, yeah. he was a, a perpetual uh, positive spirit. He was a, a guy, glass was half full. Rob, you, you being a Philadelphia historian that you are, it was uh, within the last couple of years when the article came out because there were a number of uh, Dalton and his teammates that died of cancer and they wondered what, it, what was it? Was it the turf they were playing on? It could have contributed to this. And I don't know how this story ever panned itself out, but I remember that being a big story um, because a number of, of his former teammates had also died of cancer. Yeah. Dalton, John Vukovic, who was a coach mm-hmm. on that 93 team mm-hmm. who played at the vet in the early years, Tug mm-hmm. McGraw, all brain cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe there was there was a, there was somebody else too. You had other guys who came down with cancer. Now, how how much of that is just their their older gentlemen? I don't know, but yeah, it's it's. I don't think it's a coincidence, man. I don't. I would, I and mean, I I'm not I'm Barrett. And that's another you know situation you had to deal with playing at the vet, man. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I I know there was a lot of bad stuff in that in, in that place, and that turf could have could have contributed to it, or something could have contributed to it. The sure. worst field I ever played in my life. I mean, I played at Kansas State, man. When when they first they had before they had that nice turf, bro, that was bad, man. It was like playing on concrete, and then the cat in the middle of the field was concrete. But the vet was even <laughs> worse than that. Yeah, and, at least with football players, you only play once a week. Baseball players, you know, sometimes when you get those home stands, you playing eight, ten days in a row on that stuff, oh, man. Can you imagine eight. sliding? For a ball, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna be feeling it with that. Oh, case. Man, it's, it's taking layers of skin off. Then that rash, we call it, you know, turf rash. Yeah, it's taking layers and layers of skin off, man. Oof. Yeah, I don't know how guys would go out there without sleeves or elbow pads on on that stuff, man, and just rip their arms yeah. and legs up, man. Nasty. Um, all right. So the, the look, the big story of the day, you know, normally on a day like this, especially with us being off yesterday, we would come right out of the shoot with the Eagles um, and their loss to the Saints. They, they dropped two straight for the first time this season. But it wasn't. It, it was DeMar Hamlin who was the big story uh, from last night's Monday night game. It happened in the first quarter. Um, there, there's a hit. There's a collision. And the, the weird thing was he got up first. And you're like, oh, yeah, all right, yeah. I guess he's okay. And then then when they go down after that is when you just all alarm bells start going off. Now, um, he was unresponsive. They came out and they administered CPR, gave him oxygen, got him out of there. Um, by all accounts, he was in the ho- at the hospital extremely quickly. Thankfully, it's close to where the stadium is the Bengals play at. Uh, but really, all we know right now is – there really isn't much of an update. You know, he's, he's in, he's in critical condition, but he was stable with his vital signs, but we don't know anything else right now. And that's just kind of where it is. It's hard when you're in this waiting game and we all want information, right? We're all, come on, man, tell us everything. Give it. And maybe there isn't information to give. We just don't know right now. His family put a statement out and basically it was thanking everybody. And, you know, we appreciate the way people have handled this thing, uh, but no update on his health. 
Now the NFL has come out and said that they will not be playing a game. They will not be playing that game at least this week. They won't try and jam it in tomorrow or something like that. So I think that's the right move. I think it was the right move not playing the game last night. Certainly it goes without question. Um, And you just, you just feel for man, him, his family and everybody involved. It's just scary. It really is. I I don't think, I mean, we still don't know. I don't think the medical experts know exactly. They're doing basically what they've been trained to do, but this is such an unusual situation. You know, I don't think the medical experts and obviously uh, with his family, the, from the league, I'm sure the medical experts have been given advice, give out as little information as possible right now until you know something definitive. Because something like this is, 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 is green light, red light, you know, hit and miss. You don't know. What looks like a positive sign one minute could be severely negative the next minute. And the fact that they induced him in a coma and put a tube down his throat to assist his breathing, um, that, that tells you that we're, we're still at a very critical juncture with this. You don't want to put out any misinformation uh, up to this point. So be very guarded in what you say and how you say it. You know, as many of us, millions of people are sitting here, on a, you know, anxiously awaiting some kind of news, positive news, anything, update anything. You know, the people that make these decisions have to make sure beyond a shadow of a doubt that whatever you put out there, you know exactly what you're talking about at this point. Yeah. And, and I think that's where you just don't rush the judgment on the league. The league has to, to sort of kind of let this play out a little bit. You know, they've done the smart thing saying we're not going to try and force in this game, but you got to let, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with this man. No, yet. no, you we don't, don't. Know. no, no, we don't. no, no. You know, and that's the toughest thing. And I, I mentioned mm-hmm. to you guys earlier, I really hope that there's, you know, a process in place for these players, man. And I, not just like anybody, anybody, guys in the game last night and guys, Eagles players. Falcons players, whatever, whoever was watching this thing mm-hmm. at home, seeing that happen, man. I, and I don't know, I don't know what kind of, I, honestly, I'm just thinking about it. Like what brand of football we're going to get this week from anybody. Mm. Are, is your heart really going to be in it? Mm. Well, put it like this. When you, uh, when you hear Miles Sanders, when he, when you, you look at his, um, you know, his, you know, his social media, he's like, Hey, could you please stop, um, you know, putting out there the hit that my brother has taken, you know, yep. could you mm-hmm. please stop retweeting it and and, mm-hmm. and and putting it out there, please. You know what I'm saying? That's, yeah. I mean, that's, that's just going to show, man, that's, this is tough, man. This is tough, man. These, these, they didn't play ball together, but they did number of camps together. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, Vontae Maddox played with this kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can only imagine how he's going through this, you know, Darrell Reavers said, you know, Hey, you know, this, you know, he got pissed off at, um, what's his name? Uh, the, you know, um, this was Skip Shannon Bayless. Sharp, Skip you know, Bayless. Bayless. Yeah, Skip. Yeah. He yeah. got pissed off with Skip. Like, hey, man, dude, you know, he basically saying, you know, do you have a heart, man? It's, it's this is tough, uncharted territory that the league is trying to navigate. Teams are trying to have it navigate. And the players are going to have to try to navigate. Hey, us as fans, you know, I mean, as us as fans and people sure. that used to play, we, you know, we're, we're feeling for it also, man. So imagine, you know, six degrees of separation. Imagine when you're getting down to that one and two and three as far as separation, when you're that close to the situation. It's, it's hard. It's, gotta it's be- hard. I, I just that you looked at the looks on their faces and you yeah, just knew yeah. right Whoa. away that they knew it was different. Like, you know, you see your teammates down. Sometimes you get the thumbs up when a guy's being carted off. You, yeah. you feel awful, but at least you're like, okay, there's some acknowledgement that he thinks he's okay. When you saw the way that they were reacting, it was, it was tears and stunned silence. You knew this was different. You just knew it. 
What did you say, Barrett, that Shannon Sharp said to, to Skip Bayless, his co-host? No, uh, uh, that was uh, – it was um, – Darrell Revis said it to – Darrell Revis said it. Oh, Revis. Okay, Revis. Yeah, Revis. Shannon Sharp wasn't even on the show with him today. I don't yeah, know. I was gonna say, he made, yeah, I was going to say he, he did the show solo today. And I don't know yeah. if it's based on, you know, him being angry with Skip for what Skip put out there initially and then tried to, to backtrack on with a later tweet. But, yeah, and people were commenting about, hey, you know, Skip looks very uncomfortable out there by himself on the show today. So I didn't know if it, I, it's Shannon Sharp or not. So Yeah. I, and I, again, I don't know if that was a scheduled vacation. I don't, I have no idea. Nor, yeah. I don't watch the show. I don't right. watch, I don't right. pay any attention to that, that guy. I, I try yeah. not to give him any airtime. I'm telling you <laughs> that, the truth. That SOB. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all he, all he does is try and troll and get people worked up and you feed right into him when you react to him. But that's one thing. Like if you're saying, Oh, your quarterback stinks. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's, that's yeah. fine. That's open, yeah. open, you know, ground. But when you start tweeting out, what he tweeted out about the, the, the incident and playing the game and all that other stuff. It's just, you know, you cross the line. I, I, he seems pretty Teflon to me. It doesn't mm-hmm. seem like it matters what he does. He still survives. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm surprised his bosses haven't reprimanded him in any way, shape or form. I guarantee they got to him and say, Hey man, you better put a retraction out real quick. Yeah. But still I'm surprised some of the stuff he gets away with. I'm surprised his bosses haven't suspended him. Same. We've seen people get it suspended at ESPN for, for le- way lesser stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, these people at Fox just let Skip do whatever the heck he wants to do. I'm surprised, yeah. I'm surprised he didn't get punched in the face for the last stuff he said about you know about Shannon. About Shannon. Shannon yeah. Surprised yeah. Shannon yeah. didn't just get up and punch him in the face. Yeah, he showed a lot of restraint. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's that's kind of why we in three boxes away from each other. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I'm, I'm scared of Rob might come punch me in the face. That's right. Look out. <laughs> Um, I'm the peace, I'm the peace loving man between us three. That's right. <laughs> I can it's reach up. Tall, I can it? reach up. Look out. All right. So um so tomorrow, obviously, guys, we'll we'll continue to monitor this. And if we get anything, you know, in the meantime, we'll we'll certainly talk about it tomorrow. It's a, it's been an awful situation. You know, Damar Hamlin, again, prayers to him and his family, and hopefully, hopefully. You know, you get a miracle here. Uh, but we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll certainly talk about the Eagles. This is a game that has a lot of meaning now against the Giants for them to get into the uh, to get that number one seed. We'll discuss that. You know, really everything else that we usually hit uh, as we get you prepared for uh, for the following. We're heading into the last week of the NFL season, which is crazy when you think about it. And it's almost going to be playoff time. We, and we don't know yet if yeah. the Eagles are going to have a bye or not. Um, as they sit here, uh, they don't have it locked up. So we'll see how that shakes itself out. All right. Hey, thank you. Um, Thanks a lot, Chris. Steve. We appreciate this. It says, Thanks, guys. For a relevant no. show on a very trying day. I mean, that's that's what we try to do, you know. Yeah, and, and look, it's a hard balance sometimes. And Chris, thanks. It's a hard balance between discussing a real situation like that and you know the trivial stuff, the toy department, if you will, of you know what's happening with the Eagles and other teams and all that. So we just we try to do our best, and it's not a, it's not it's an imperfect science, and we're certainly not perfect, but we're doing the best that we can. Um, all right, want to uh, want to thank Xander Kraus, our producer, all of you in the chat section. We appreciate you, everybody streaming, everybody listening. Uh, do not go anywhere. We have the National Football Show with Dan Cilio coming right up, and we're back at it tomorrow at the same time. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us. We are Sports Take for Derek Barry. I am Rob. We'll see you tomorrow at yeah. the same time. Thank you. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to ocean. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, 
We've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.